welcome to episode 113 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on this Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Yeah, boy. Don't call her Jen, she's Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and we uh, go through it, and nitpick it, and spoil the fuck out of it for you, and me, and your dogs, sisters, brothers, Ex-mother. former roommate's dog. <laughs> Um, as a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wings, and compound fracatures. Uh, together we are two people with a love of horror and we feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. We have a rating system, so at the end of it, when you're like, uh, what was it like, you know. You're Did not... they like it? Did they hate it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we got a, a letter-based uh, rating system in case you only can work out one letter. <laughs> it's the easiest way. So we have a... Awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie where high fives thrive. F is fun and dumb trash pile. C is classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special. A D-grade movie only I would like. We've got the D, Dan special. A movie with lots of practical effects, dismemberment, and of course, dicks. Dick jokes. Dick jokes and just flailing dicks we've got the w whatever waste of my time the kesha a low budget hot mess c minus craft is stellar but i hate the content and of course the mcconaughey the fucking fucked okay i just realized that kesha is clearly not a letter the, the word kesha <laughs> well neither is mcconaughey it could be the k kesha yeah you're right mcconaughey is the big daddy though doesn't matter. That is the big daddy. Fuck that shit. All right, this week we watched, on my request, yes, The Conjuring from 2013 because uh, I hadn't seen it and I knew I wanted to watch it and I was just like, I just kept forgetting. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We've got a few people excited for this episode. Oh. I know that. So, yeah, I'm very keen. It's a, I, I watch this film frequently. I wouldn't say it's Oh, a, really? Well, I wouldn't say it's a comfort film, but if I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, what do I watch? And I'm scrolling and like it just pops up and I'm like... Yeah, just go, it's fine. Put the conjuring on. Not a problem. Um, so it is directed by James Wan, who also wrote and directs Saw. Is that the Australian? He is Australian, yes. Really? Yes, he is. I didn't know it was him. Yeah. I didn't even click that that's the guy. The guy from Recovery? No, that's Lee Wanell. Oh. Who also did Saw. Oh, is it two Australians, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. James Wan, Lee Wanell. Oh, whoops. Both did Insidious together. I'm pretty certain. I can't remember. Screenplay by Chad and Carrie Hayes. No. Oh. Uh, starring Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, and Lily Taylor. Uh, the budget for this was $2.8 million and box office was $60.8 million in the US and Canada. Wow, and now a- that I'm looking at that, I think that it's the information from last week. And I didn't actually put the information in. Oh, ignore that then. So that's inaccurate information, guys. Is that the, uh, it would have that's made the it, Omens budget. And <laughs> it would have had a bigger budget and made a fuck ton more. Well, read, well you read its, um, you read its, its synopsis and, and then you, I'll start the thing and you can look that fact up while I'm, I'm talking. All right. Thank you. Because we can't leave it them hanging no, like people that. Don't, people need to know how much money this movie made. Otherwise, I'll be like, fuck, how much am I going to spend on my movie? Fuck. Like, I can't sleep tonight. Based on the true case files of the Warrens. Is that its catch line? Yeah. That's shit. (laughs) (laughs) The Warrens? You know who the Warrens are? My mother. My (laughs) my mother's maiden name is Warren. There you go. And her first name's Laurel. Oh. Oh, no, my grandma is Laurel Fox Warren. Isn't Laurel? Yeah. 
So maybe your I, grandmother's name is Fox Warren. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that weird? That's so cool. Uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Forced to confront a powerful entity, the Warrens find themselves caught in the most terrifying case of their lives. Bum, bum, bum. Now, this is like one of those true fucking dumb story bullshit things, um, which I'm going to talk about at the end. Based on a true story. Based on a true. I had a look up about these fucking, these turkeys. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've enjoyed our conversations, even though we've not had lunch together at all this week to have in-depth. I know, we had a typo conversation. It was bullshit. Anyhow, the movie starts. Title, yeah. down the bottom. Annabelle case, year, <laughs> year 1968. Like you could just put 1968. I would have understand. You don't have to put year. Yeah. Right. But some people don't know, know don't know what numbers Annabelle are. They only case. know letters. Dash year 1968. <laughs> We've got like a shot of these three teens. I called them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found out later on they're nurses. So I yes, guess they're they just are. a bit older than they still could be teenagers. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you know, I'd say three teens, three te- 1968 teens uh, sitting on a couch. Uh, talking about this, like, fucking doll that they've, like, uh, how it's possessed. And, you know, I didn't quite understand this bit. They were like, you know, we had this kid and and we let the kid in- inhabit the doll. And I was like, what do you mean? Is the kid dead? Yeah, so basically... Because I thought there was just a kid there. No. How they said it. So basically, this, this girl was gifted the Annabelle doll by her mother. Yeah. And weird things started to happen. And they decided to reach out to a medium, which was a popular thing at the time. And this medium had come in saying that it was the spirit of a little seven-year-old girl who wanted to live in the doll. And they're like, yeah, sure. sure. And then immediately I'm like, big mistake. Yeah, lady. Huge. Anyhow, we get a flashback to what these kids are talking about, the teens. And, you know, they come home. They see the doll. The doll's moved. It's got a crayon in its hand. They go into a room. It's got shit all written all over the wall. Did you know that once when I was little, I got a big permanent black texture and I went around at my height and did one <laughs> gigantic line all around our foyer of our house. Oh, wow. And my mum was like, oh, my God, my dad is going to freak. And she's like, why did you do that? And I was adamant that the cat did it. <laughs> so, and I never, ever like backed down. And she's like, it doesn't have thumbs. It can't hold a pen. <laughs> Apparently, the amount of things my cat did was a- a- atrocious <laughs> when I was little. And then my mum's scrubbing it because, like, you know, dad was an angry dude back then and oh stuff. Like, God, wanna... no. Anyhow. Fucking hell. So that's what happened. They went in there and there was one black line around. <laughs> no. no, they went in. The whole room's fucked up with red crayon. It's got written on the roof, like, miss me. Miss me. Yeah. Anyhow. The girl takes it out. She just She's like, no, nah, none of this. She takes the doll down. She shoves it in the dumpster. End of story. Toss, toss it in the bin. Done. Solved. Anyhow, middle of the night, they get up, they hear sounds, the teens, they come to the door, there's something on the door, she opens the door, there's this a note. terrifying though, like. Yeah. There's nothing more terrifying than being woken up by your front, knocks at your front door. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. That then turn into fucking pound, like absolute banging. I would have shit my pants. Yeah, and then when you open it, there's no one there except yep. a note saying, Miss me, motherfuckers. <laughs> and they look around and boom, 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 the doll's back in the house. Oh, no. So then we cut back to the teens talking to, and they're talking, we, we see that they're talking to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes, they're basically like, can what? you help us? They're like, yep, we can help you. Because you know, it's, well, we are demon hunters. We are paranormal investigators, demon hunters. And I'm like, I'm in. 
Yeah. When I was watching it, I was you like, "Son of a bitch!" I, but I, I, what, I, I thought it was a really interesting thing. It starts with the experts. You know my thing about the experts. Yeah. I love a fucking expert. They are the experts. I love a dude that comes in and explains a story, and you feel a bit safer. You know what's her name? What's her name? A poltergeist. Oh, uh, Tangina. Tangina. Yeah. Tangina. She's my favorite expert. She oh, just comes in yeah. and you feel safe. Yeah. As a kid, I used to actually feel unsafe watching horror films, and I. Used to relax when the experts came, and I felt safer. And Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren um, are just those people. They're the ultimate experts. And they basically explain to these kids that, like, you know, it, people, it's it's a demon, demons. Not a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's it's always demons with them. Um, you know, it's manipulative. It's inhuman. You know, it's it using latches the latches on. Yeah, it's using the doll as a conduit. You know, demons can't possess objects, but they can. They're just looking for something to jump to a person. They want to possess I guess that answers our question that we were talking about earlier on in the week. Yeah. Yeah, necklace. And now, cut to Ed. Now we cut to uh, to a shot of Ed and Lorraine in a lecture theatre showing a a video of what we were just watching. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a flashback in a flashback. Mm. Because it's a video. So now we've got Ed showing the footage of them filming the teens interviewing them. And just before we got a flashback within that flashback, and I was like, "Ooh!" And then like, and you know, so they're obviously they go, they're, they're lecturers, they go around, they talk about this fucking bullshit and all their like their, their, their cases and stuff like that, and they show yeah. people in lecture theaters. And we get a title, uh, we get a block of text come up on. The, did you write it down? I, I did. I did. I wrote them all down. Oh! And it says up on the screen, and this is like over, kind of you know, just after he he answers some questions, you know, yeah. you're. Basically, the shit that you just said about them, you know, like you know, demons do this and that and blah blah blah. Uh, and then, like, so the the tight this uh, block of text come up on the screen. It says, "Since the 1960s, Ed and Lorraine Warren have been known as the world's most renowned paranormal investigators. Lorraine is a gifted clairvoyant, while Ed is the only non-ordained demonologist recognized by the Catholic Church." Out of <laughs> out of the thousands of <laughs> shut up laughing at me. Out of the thousands of scares throughout their controversial careers, there is one case so malevolent they've kept it locked away until now. And I was like, this is at the exact point I paused the film. Obviously, I wrote this down and I went on to wiki. Are these cunts real? I wrote that in there. <laughs> and they are. And uh, yeah. And I was just like, bull fucking shit. Based on a true story. Oh, yeah. The and conjuring. then it, it ends based with a true story. And this is like going up like credits. Yellow, yep. I think it was. Yeah. And what I did like about this is the Conjuring logo, with all its branding and beauty, is like is set into that credit motion. Yeah. So you've got these credits, uh, these this story going up like a la Star Wars crawl, mm-hmm. but then the title of the film is also in that same crawl. And yep. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I really, I there really like. There is a lot about this film that is really like absolutely well done. There's heaps of fucking titles. Yeah. And times. A lot of Next time. title. Hard cut after that conjuring thing, 1971, dash, Harris, Harrisville? Harrisville, yep. Harrisville, Rhode Island, no, Rhodesia, Rhodesia Island? Rhode Island. Is that how you spell? Have I written it wrong? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I have. I have. I've written it <laughs> so this family rolls up to a new home. You yeah, know, you've got mom, dad, five fucking daughters, and their dog. Yeah, they're, they're all driving. They're a nice this family. Is, this they're a, all very happy. These, these are new characters completely. Yeah. Yeah, brand new family. So this is set after they've done that lecture. Yes. So they rolled up to this house. Five um, girls. Everybody like 
piles into this their new home. They're so excited, except for the dog. Dog won't the go dog inside. Dog does not like to go inside. Just to dog no shit. Just to make this completely clear as well, I've called these characters like Ed and Lorraine are Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. and this is Mum, Dad, Girls, Dog. As we get, I no no, I have young girls, teen girl. Yep. Because like the. Do you notice there was a whole bunch of the girls that didn't matter? The, yeah. No, there's a lot of girls but, in this film. But because in actual real life, Ed and uh, these two people were clearly like, you know. Actually, they weren't Catholics, were they? No, they, this family weren't. No, no, but it was in the time of non-contraception. So they just want to have sex. and they just, that, poor, that poor dad, five girls. Yeah, that's like, I, I mean, I've lived with like five lesbians. That's bad enough. Five lesbians. That's awful. Anyhow, uh, the dog won't go inside. He's like, nah, this is bullshit, this house. The house, it's like we're in countryside. It's like a big old house. My mum was watching it with me. She's like, is that the Amateurville house? And I'm like, no, it's not. But fucking Ed and Lorraine did solve that mystery. That never happened because it's not true. Um, Wait, the Amateurville. Okay. No, no, no. We're talking about the conjuring. We're not getting into the Amateurville. Yeah. We're talking about the conjuring. Uh, all right. We get some scenes of them moving in. You know, yeah. typical like. It's really nice. We Montage. get this really good long shot of one of the sort of younger daughters. And she kind of goes from upstairs, walks all the way down the stairs. Like a follow shot. And then we, like, we've, we get this real good glimpse of the interior of the house behind this girl who then enters the kitchen, talks to her mum, tries to find a like, wind chime, wind chime and then goes make. outside, hangs it up, and then notices that her very younger sister, the very small one, is hanging out by the creek. Mm. The river, whatever you want to call it. And she has found something. She's out there and she's playing with, um, she's found a music box. Oh, is that where that came from? I must have missed that. <laughs> yes. So she's out there, she's playing with it. You know, it's this really sort of creepy, slow chime to it. Um, there's a mirror and some weird clown that keeps popping. It, it, it's a thing. It's like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, But like much. you wind it and it just goes up and down the clown and the mirror behind it spins just yep. to give it a bit of jazz. Anyhow, we cut to nighttime-ish. I think. No, it's daytime. The three girls, they're playing hide and... It was hide and seek, but I was like, it wasn't hide and seek. It's called, they call it hide and clap. Yeah, hide and go clap. Hide and go clap. So it's just hide and seek, but, you know, the person who's looking for you stays blindfolded and you get three... Like, you get to yell out, first clap, mm. and they, then everyone has to clap. And so, I, obviously, you're not allowed to move from where you've hit, chosen to hide. No. And it's one of those things where you just kind of, you know, you, you, get, you get to say, ask the three claps from everyone and you try and find someone and you're blindfolded. Like, this is the most dangerous game to play in a new house. And they play it later on upstairs. Yeah, the mum literally says that as well. She's like, you don't know the layout of the house. What are you doing? But, but of course, they play the game. One of the, the blindfolded sister finds another one. Runs into her way too fast, and then they knock a plank off the wall, and damn, we yeah, they were kind of she was hiding cellar. in a cupboard, yeah, like uh, this sister, and that yeah, they don't knock the plank, and it's like uh, a boarded up secret cellar under yeah. the stairs where Harry Potter lives. You know, one of those places. Yeah. I would have been like straight up, like dad. Dad nah. comes in, he's like, I'll fucking pull these bits of wood off because I'm dad. Dad pulls it off, goes down there. It's dark, nothing suspicious. Comes back up. <laughs> That's that yeah. scene. Yeah, it's like, just like it's. He doesn't have a torch. He's like, I'll get a torch later and go down and look. He's got some matches or something. He leaves his mat. It know. is huge down there, though. Like, there's just like a it's bunch a of crap gold down there. Mine. Uh, yeah, a gold mine of crap. No, a gold mine <laughs> of like fucking mid century fucking like wood, like furniture. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, could fuck you yeah. But I was also thinking it was so big. Could you imagine like the cool 80s rec room you could have down there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or one of those like, like places where teens. Yep. 
Oh, but they're all girls. There's no place for the boy Dungeons and Dragons place in there. Uh, well, maybe, maybe the girls will play it. I don't anyway, know. we cut to, bang, we cut to a bedtime. It's bedtime now. Yep, mum and dad are upstairs. They're looking down into the backyard because the dog is down there just absolutely, he still won't come in. absolutely barking. And they're like, why won't he come in? He'll be all right. Fuck it. I've tied him up. Yeah, don't like that. Um, and but- then we, we get this sort of brief conversation between them where we discover that they have sunk Classic story. They've sunk their whole entire life savings into this house for a fresh start. Yeah, isn't it weird the idea of life savings where we just take out loans now? Like, yeah. this is like, you know, the 70s and stuff where we just like, because banks, I mean, banks still did loans, but not every single person had a mortgage back then. You just saved up and bought a house. Well, yeah, a house also costs like 50 bucks and a can of. Yeah, houses in America, I, I'm not sure if it's still true, but I remember about 10 years ago, houses in America were like, that's why the houses are always so big, like they are in Scream mm. and this movie and that, because housing is cheap. Yeah. I think like to build a not to build one of those giant big houses is like not much, mm. Mm. especially just depending on where you get it as well, just depending on what state and town you're in. It, it's really fluctuates because of that, where we got capital cities and, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyhow. I, it's, it, I, I just realised in that whole conversation that was a fact. I don't even know if it was true. So <laughs> don't even. Who fucking cares? Uh, so the next morning, mum gets up. She notices some bruises. They've had a bit of a sexy night in there. Yeah, evening, old but she's dad. Got some bruises. Old dad's laid the fucking suplex on her in the middle of a sexy session. <laughs> <laughs> she gets up. She, you know, she dons a dressing gown. And she does a brief walk through the house and sort of checks on the girls who are also just waking up. And they kind of say, like, it's really cold in here. There's really bad smell. And we notice also that the clocks have stopped. Yeah. So all the clocks have stopped at 3.07 a.m. She notices that the cellar door is open. Like all the clocks. This is when it starts to, like, you know, this film is relentless, eh? This film never lets up with shit happening. Every single scene is in this film to show that something is happening and maybe the, the protagonists don't know what's happening, but we do. Because we. we've seen the cover of the film. <laughs> and we know it's called The Codgering. And we know that Ed and Lorraine are going to come into this. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So this film is just fucking jam-packed. They couldn't, like, mush any more... Uh, what is it like clues and red herrings into mm-hmm. one film like this is like fuck anyhow dad's down the cellar yep he's fixed up the light he's he's fixed the lights there's lights down there now it's a mess everything's covered in dust there's furniture there's crap there's shit everywhere yep all the clocks are stopped at 307 mum says to him and he's like all of them and she's like yeah and they're like strange huh. then mum's like and i got this bruise on me and i'm like that's two things <laughs> Straight away, like with that's a just a coincidence. Usually, isn't it? you know, a scene would like introduce one idea at a time. No, yep. two things in this one: bruising and three a.m. Well, we don't go. Hey, I think I got bruised by a ghost last night. She's like, I would. What did you do to me last night? Oh yeah, I'm a bit bruised. Anyway, the youngest little one, she decides that she's going to go outside and look for the dog. And this is the worst uh, possible scene in the film because mm. we get this horrific scream. Everybody goes running out and we find that the poor pup is dead. Yeah, and Dad, like, it's not quite... The Dad, like, runs and cradles its head and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was, like, really, like, real. Like, he doesn't, like, usually... He doesn't even care that it's a dead dog. He cares that, it, like, something had his family... He, like, cradles it like a lost youth. And, mm. I, uh, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Leave it alone. Anyway, we get another sweet title. Monroe, Monroe Connecticut, dash, Warren's house. Mm. Warren. It's not the Warren's house. It's like Warren's house. 
<laughs> the titles are so weird in this film. Because when I was writing them, I don't write like that. Write like the Warrens' residence. You could do dash. That. Does it really matter where they are? No, we don't need to know. No, none of the things like none of the times when it's showing you where the shit is. It, do you want to know why? Is because that's in history. They're trying to like fucking fluff their fucking wank fluffers here and, and go like, look at all the true shit we're putting in here. These are where these characters were at this time. Like, Who cares? But it's funny because like you look at, you know, for all this accuracy that they've got going on as well, like the Annabelle doll, it looks completely different to the real Annabelle doll. Yeah, the Annabelle doll, Annabelle doll may look like the most evil thing that has ever been developed. I'm like, no one would make that doll. No. Because I, I looked it up and it was based on a Raggedy Ann doll. Yes. And I'm like, Raggedy Ann doesn't look evil. No. It's not like fucking Robert. Remember that guy? Oh, fucking Robert the Doll, yeah. Robert the Doll. If you don't know who Robert the Doll is, we've talked about him before, look him up. It's it's a it's that's a that's a roller coaster ride, that it one. Is. But also the conjuring house itself, the real house, does look looks absolutely nothing like this place. Like yeah. at all. Anyway. We're in the Warren's home and Ed is showing a journalist around their cursed room. So Yeah, every- we're coming to Ed. We're back Ed, yep. Yeah. Yep. So everything in this room is either haunted, cursed, or has been used in some weird occult shit. It's like the room from um, uh, Cabin in the yes, Woods. Yes, that's exactly what I said as well, because it, it's just chockers full. Like, it's it's very interesting. I, I kind of wanted to know about... Well, they've got, because I read on Wiki, they have their Cursed, item, uh, cursed Items Museum. Yes. Um, is that it? That is it. Is but that it's really now- it? In a different location, and I don't think it's open to public. Actually, a distillery in America just recently released their... I I can't remember what they called it, whether they called it the Annabelle or the something, but they've just distilled their vodka or some kind of spirit in this fucking museum for however many months. Oh, my God, that's so whack. (laughs) Remember that bottle of vodka I got that was... um, Filtered through a 40 billion year old alien meteorite and it was in an alien shaped bottle. So cool. Yeah, I did like that. I thought that was funny. Anyhow, Ed's showing this guy around and 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 the dude's like, exactly what I said, isn't it it a bit unsafe to keep all this fucking shit together? And he's like, oh, we get a, you know, we get a priest twice a week to come cleanse this stuff. He's like, why don't you burn it? And he goes, oh, that will let all the ghosts out. Yeah, he's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's safer to keep the genie in the bottle. Yeah. And I was like, so. yeah, that's a good point. But I was like, from how much they talk about latching on and enveloping and getting into, the idea of putting all this shit together is just going to make one uber fucking demon, in my opinion. Like, doesn't matter how many blessings you get in there. It makes me, it almost made Ed's character seem ignorant to his own, like, from a guy that's supposed to be an expert, mm. keeping all this shit, like, together. Why wouldn't you keep it all in separate fucking, like, go Ghostproof safes. <laughs> I'm guessing in 1971 that would cost a little bit of cash. Yeah, maybe. Well, um, they are. But a lot of that stuff had been like exercised or whatever, so probably didn't necessarily have that residual energy. I don't know. Anyway, the journalist asks about the Annabelle doll and it basically explains like it's kept behind glass. We've got like all this shit around it. Glass because you can't break glass. Yep, it is a very, it is a conduit for a very powerful de- demon. So there is this very powerful demon locked in this Annabelle doll. Yeah, right. And he starts to mention something about Lorraine. Yeah. And we, he just quickly kind of. He cuts zones that out. out, and then we get the idea. Uh, basically, something happened to Lorraine in an exorcism, mm. and it's fucked him up a bit. He doesn't want to talk about it. We will, we'll probably 
work out what it is later in the film in a flashback. Maybe. 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 But that's okay because his daughter, Ed's daughter, um, is caught spying on them. And he kind of like, you know, tells her off, you're not meant to be in here. Like, in why are you in here? In this room full of and- everything that's possibly killed thousands of people. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So they have a daughter now. They didn't have a daughter at the start. So I assume. Like, well, she just wasn't Wasn't mentioned. Around. Yeah. Anyhow, we, and there's a daughter in real life, which I assume is the person who probably gets all the uh, the kickbacks of the films now because Ed and what, Lorraine are daddy bones. Yes, And they Lorraine are. only died recently. She did. Ed yeah. fucking cut it ages ago. Yeah, well, he was a he was a big man. Big man. Big, big on man. bacon. Bacon. <sighs> steak and eggs and eggs and steak. Anyway. Yeah, we, we cut back to the, the good old family house at night time now. Yep. The oldest girl. Is it the eldest, this one? Um, no, it's the mid one. No, yeah, it's, so that's like one of the middle middle ones. No, because the oldest oldest sleeps by herself, doesn't yep. she? She's in the cupboard. So some of the mid range girls. So they <laughs> they sleep in. T- they there's there's one girl. The oldest sleeps in a room by herself. The youngest sleeps in a room by herself. I don't think she does. Yeah, there's five she, girls. So two and two, and, and then one. one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so the there's two a play room though, or something. That so we're talking got. the middle girls. The mid, the mid range, the mid range women. The mid range girls are sleeping, and um, she. Oh, that's just an invitation for fucking demons to come and attack you. You well, never sleep with your legs out. You of never the sleep. Sheets. <laughs> um. See, so, so she, she, she's in the room, and she's like, "Oh fuck, you fart to her sister," and she's like, "I don't fucking fart, cunt." And then she's like. <laughs> And then uh, so we see we see something grabs this girl's foot and yanks her a bit down the mm. bed. Doesn't scare her. She's just like, fuck off. Don't grab me foot, you dickhead. And she's <laughs> like, I didn't. Shut up, you wanker. <laughs> I'm over here in the bed. and they're, uh, But they're all so sleepy. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't care. They go back to sleep. Uh, but we know because it's fucking this. There's, there's hands on the fists of everyone in this uh, <laughs> making this feel. Like, we know. We saw her leg get grabbed. We did by we nothing. Did. Most of the stuff is a nothing in this film. It's invisible. Yeah, well, that's that's what it it, it is, invisible. and we, we sort of get to that a little bit later. Um, we get like this instant instant cut to TV static, and we are downstairs, and it's classic dad. He's fallen asleep. Um, Very poltergeist with a tipple of scotch with the and is immediately woken up by some banging and creaking of a door. It basically just sounds like there's people running around upstairs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. As in there's like other people in the house. So he turns off the TV, notices the, the kitchen door is banging and opening and it's like, oh, maybe it's just a breeze. So he heads into the kitchen and sure enough, windows open. But he can hear banging happening down the other end of the house now. And as he goes to head up the stairs, we get this brief jump scare and it's his eldest daughter standing at the top of the stairs basically saying that, one of the youngest girls is sleepwalking. Yeah. Well, the youngest girl. She's in her room um, against... Oh, wait up. No, it's not the youngest no, one. It's, it's the one, second, it's second mid, youngest. It's the mids. Second youngest. Yep. Um, so she is now in the oldest girl's room and she is sleepwalking. She has walked right up against the closet that is there and she is Wardrobe. Just, sorry, wardrobe. Closets are in the wall. Oh, fuck's sake. Anyway, and she's banging her head. Ever so She's gently kind of bonk, bonk, against this, this bonk. thing. Yeah, it's whacking her head on it. So you know the the dad redirects her back to the her room and like, they do that old thing like, oh, you know that awake a sleepwalker. <laughs> yeah, so he just directs her back, like sleepwalks her back to her bed. Yeah, I thought it was nice. 
What um, does happen if you wake up a sleepwalker? I don't know. I assume that it's like you just like your mind would all of a sudden just be there and you'd be in a shock where you are. And I suppose if people have like heart problems and stuff like that, it might cause you to have like a, a, a fit or a heart attack or something. And that, like it'd probably be a really low. Like, my, most people, you probably could just wake them up and that'd be fine. Mm. They'd be like, fuck. Mm. It'd just be like getting sh- woken up. You're like, oh, why am I standing up? It'd be weird. But anyhow, anyhow the next strange. morning. Yep. Cut to the next morning. Mum's got more bruises. Dad went to fucking town on her again. <laughs> um, you know, a pigeon smacks into the side of the house, um, which becomes an ongoing occurrence. Oh man, you can't. The film. They're like, this scene didn't have a fucking ghostly, like stereotypical, you know, bit in it. Let's put the birds hitting the house now. It's all the little things. The girls head off. But to none school. of them are subtle. Well, they're not subtle for us, the viewer. Yeah, but, but you can be subtle for the family. Anyway, the girls are off to school, but the very youngest one, she's who's clearly old enough to be at school, doesn't go. No, Instead, I don't think she is. Really? She looked like she was 18 and smoking a pack of... I mean, you go to school when you're five. She, she... looked older than five. Uh, I thought she was like four. Okay. Doesn't matter. I don't know. She's about that big. Yeah. So four of the girls go to school and we're left with mum and young girl. Yep. She's having a tea party with her invisible friend, Rory, and the music box. She explains to her mum that she sees, uh, you know, Rory, like her new friend. You can, I see him in the music box. So the mum sits down and she, you know, we get this. No, she says like, if you, if you wind the music box and look in the mirror, Rory will appear appear behind you in the mirror. And I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't sound like a fucking. That kind of, to me. Get my ham gloves. That to me sounds like I'm going to go put that mirror somewhere else. I'd be like, really? Smash. <laughs> Don't <laughs> like, smash the Problem solved. <laughs> Rory fucked off home. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Anyways. She looks in there. We get these like tense fucking things. Oh, red herring. Rory doesn't rock up. No. Well, because the, the youngest daughter scares her and decides that she now wants to play hide and clap. With mum in the day. So, mum is blindfolded, daughter runs off, you know, first clap, second clap, and she sort of makes her way into the eldest daughter's room where the wardrobe... Wardrobe. Wardrobe is. Was. Um, and she's like, okay, third clap, and at this point, the wardrobe doors open, some hands she- come out from the, the clothes, and we get that... That third clap. The third clap. So it's, it's, but it's not like too ominous. It just looks like the girl, little girl's hiding in the cupboard and it's clapping. Yeah. So like, but she can't see this anyway. And I'm like, well, you can't see it. Well, you would just, you just assume, even if you weren't wearing a blindfold, you'd be like, oh, there you are. So she like goes, the mum goes over to the cupboard and she looks in there and like she's, she looks in the cupboard and goes like, there's no one in here. Yep. And then the little girl comes back in from another room and goes, hey, you cheated. You took your hand off. She, but she was like, no, no, no. There was, I heard the clap. There's, there's something in the clap. She didn't say that. She just thinks it. She's like, huh. That's peculiar. That's peculiar that that wardrobe clapped at me. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to later on that evening. We get this brief sequence where Roger is on the phone. He obviously, money's a bit tight. He is a truckie and he needs to pick up a truck route. Otherwise, he is going to lose he's insurance a, on the, the... He's a long... What are they called? A, uh, something long hauler or whatever. Yeah. Like over, a, you know, a long distance hauler. Yeah. So, he's got a weak turnaround job and, uh, well, you got to pay the bills. You, Do you know what him he, and you, he was a truck driver. This film really missed out on. He's a truck driver. It's the 70s and he wasn't wearing a trucker cap. 
He would have looked good in a Sharky Cap, that character, I reckon. Yeah, he would have. James Wan, you fucked it. You wanker. What a wanker. Fight me. All right. Um, so we cut back to nighttime now. We're like, back you know, in the, the mid-range girls. Dad, dad's gone to work. Yep. He's out at work. He's driving the big rigs. Um, we're we're back, back in the girls' room. The and, middle range kids. Yep. And the girl is yanked in bed and then she is yanked roughly. Real hard. Like she is first yanked she's The first yank, down. she's like, stop pulling my fucking leg. You wanker. She's like, what? And then the other girl. And then, yeah, it's okay. Yoink. This one is like She's a like pulled straight, halfway off the bed. Yeah, and like fucking. And she looks and she's like, what yeah. the fuck? Who grabbed my fucking leg? You know, she looks over and her sister is absolutely sound asleep. And then she's like, oh, maybe there's something under the bed. She goes to look. There's nothing there. But as she's like upside down looking under the bed, she can see that the door has started to creak and it is starting to move. As in the door to the room, yeah. Yeah. There is something behind it that she can see. We can't, I can't see. I couldn't see anything, but I'm also some blind. No, witch. no, there wasn't anything there because I was like. It's like a big shadow. Well, no, it's, it's just like because the door is like creating a, yeah, a black shadow. Yeah. So even if there was something there. We wouldn't be able to see it, but neither would she. Yeah. If there was something there, but she sits up and she looks frightened. Yeah, she's, she's like, shitting her pants. She wakes up her sister Nancy and she points to the door. And she goes, "Look." Nancy's like, "There's nothing there." She's she like, goes, "Oh man, the room stinks." Yeah, and but she's uh, but the other girl's like, "He's looking right at us." It's like he's so, right there. You know, Nancy goes up to the door and she's like, "It's fuck, it's right behind you." And as Nancy turns, but we can see that there's nothing behind her. It's black. No. Blackness. So there could be something in the blackness. Mm. And as she turns, the fucking door slams. And the girls start screaming. Oh. And they wake up mum and dad. And mum and dad is like, what the fuck? Fuck, shit, shit. They get up. They run in the room. There's nothing there. You know, uh, Christine is the name of this kid. That's yeah, when I, I remembered. That's one of she's girl. having a complete freak out. And she's like, On- it, it, there is something in here. It, it talked to me. It wants my family dead. Yeah, it says it wants our family dead. Oh, fucking hell. And she, so she's the only one that could see that in that whole scene and mm. everything. Anyhow, hard cut to Ed and Lorraine. They have some chickens. They're playing with chickens. Ed's, Ed's lying. He's, he's throwing some lies out there. He's like, oh, I'm just uh, heading out to the store. She's like, what? You're, You're a lying. Man. I'm You're a clairvoyant. A man in the 90s. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, anyhow, he's worried. Yeah. He's got a job. He's got a job to go to, and Lorraine a, is a very strong a su- and independent supernatural woman. Supernatural job. She's he, like, nah, fuck. And it. he's worried. He goes, after last time when you like whatever the fuck happened that we keep avoiding to say until mm-hmm. we reveal it later in a flashback, <laughs> of a flashback of a flashback. <laughs> and now Lorraine goes, that's fucking bullshit. I'm coming anyway. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's tougher than him. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, so they we cut to the attic of just some rando's house, and um, they're walking around, and they're like, okay. And they basically, which I they, like this, that this was yeah, a scene a that they with, put in. I got a problem with this, yeah. You've got a problem with this? So this scene so is So these like, guys are paranormal investigators. They do an Xbox, uh, X, an, X, an X-Files episode where, you know, there's a couple of X-Files episodes where Mulder and Scully proved that it wasn't yep. paranormal? Yep. And they're like, oh, it, it was that real famous one where they're like, the lady in the X-Files could, every time she played this record... The, the rocking chair would move where her husband used to sit and she could smell the, uh, his like, uh, like cologne or whatever. Yeah. And he worked it out that like, I can't remember how they did the rocking chair. It was some reason because the record player was in a certain spot and made a breeze go or something. 
And because he used to wear this cologne a fair lot, when he put it on, it was on his hands. And when he put the record down, the needle would heat up the oil and it make make it smell like the mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those scenes. So it's showing that they're not biased. That you know, and they even say most of the time we're out, and it's it's just like we, it can be explained. This is hundred percent untrue to every doc- documentation I read about the real Ed and Lorraine. Apparently, yes. they went into a situation and they had already decided the outcome. Yeah. Like, where that, and that's why all the skepticism of, of all their stuff, apparently every one of their fucking things, like, is disproven. Like, that everything that they've ever done is disproven. And the only things that, um, like, they kept saying was like, oh, yeah, 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 you just have to believe and all this stuff. And, like, so people were like, no. <laughs> but, like, people are idiots and they want to believe. People want to believe, so they do. So these guys in real life were fucking phonies. They were con Con pe- it is interesting Conman. to, Conman? Con to read about them, especially Ed, like, you know. He's not cool like the dad in this. Oh, he looks nothing like Patrick Wilson and no. his sexy sideburns. He's not like a down-to-earth dude that was like, you know, he's in it to help people. and He looks know. like a used car salesman. The real Ed Oh, one. the real one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, like- he's like, he kind of, he's got that big sort of look. He's a big guy. He's got the that. jowls. He's got the pinky ring finger, the big one. That you wear when you're a con man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's a... So that's what was disappointing about this film. I get it. I get I get it. They want to... But even if it hadn't been based on a true story, I feel it would have been a better film. Because mm. then they could do whatever the fuck they want and they wouldn't have to be so fucking ham about it. It's hard because like... Yeah, like... And I'll get into it as we discuss it a little bit later because I've got like... Don't huge... get me wrong. I'm having heaps of fun watching this, this film Oh, at this, this time. film is amazing. I love, I love this film. This is a great... I was like... Every scene that was happening, like the one where the girl was looking in the blackness, I was like glued. Yeah. Just going, do something, do something, do something. And most of the time they did what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, but that's the like... problem with films like this. Like, and well, that's the problem with the internet nowadays is like you watch a film like this... We can't enjoy it for what it is. We have to then go, okay, I want to know a little bit more about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then you find out that they're, you know, not really no. what they say they are. And Yeah, yeah. It, I, and it kind of t- took the magic out of the film a bit for me. Yeah, I did it right at the start. Oh, I was fucking like, hell, you're as bad as Liz. Liz does that too. Anyhow, we cut anyway, to the mum looking in the mirror again and she's got more bruises. She's got some sexy bruises. She's folding some laundry. She's it's, not that worried. She's just like, mm, iron deficiency. Yeah. I Look, I've got an iron deficiency and I'm not covered in bruises. <laughs> Crazy. She hears a clap. She's like, fucking hell. It is way past everyone's bedtime. She goes out to like yell at the girls. She looks at the clock. It's 3 a.m. They're all asleep. Who the fuck is folding washing? Lord, that's what I thought. Laundry at 3, at 3 a.m. Who's up at 3 a.m. when there's no one else in the house? There's nothing to do. I'm not up at 3. Like, pfft. But like, even, I'm up at like she's not up like she wasn't watching a film. She wasn't reading a good book. She wasn't no. playing video games. Apart from those three things, I don't know what else you do at three a.m. Like, she wasn't drinking. She wasn't fucking. She wasn't fucking. She was folding laundry. Do it in the morning. Yeah, or just put it on the fucking washing chair like everyone else does. Anyway, she looks at all the girls in each room. They're all asleep. Mm. Who could have made the noise? I don't know. Who knows? But there is this huge smashing sound followed by laughter. And she runs out to see that it's very, all of it's the It's very photos, faint laughter. It's like is. a little kid's laughing. Because I always have to listen with headphones because I don't hear so well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is like, so this, I liked this scene, except like, so it, they have like, you know, a staircase in the house going up to the second floor. And they've got like, you know, like six 
framed big pictures of the family of photos yeah. around, and they all fall down at once and smash. Mm. Um, there are though, like, every time though, like, I've, I've I've had pictures fall off the wall, right? I've had stuff fall over. Every time anything has fallen over in any house I've ever had, it's in the middle of the night. Mm. Stuff doesn't fall fall over in the day. Have you noticed that? No, I'm, I'm, I, I'm I say that, why. but shit falls at work all the time. It works different. This is like a pictures off the wall that have been there for like 10 years. Yeah. And suddenly one day they'll fall down. It's always in the middle of the night for me. Yeah. So it's that weird. you can So you sh- wake up, you don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, I just assume the cat's knocked something off nowadays and just go back to sleep. <laughs> Anyhow, all the pictures get smashed. And then it turns 3 a.m. We hear yeah. the chime of the clocks, you know, the bong, bong, mm-hmm. bong, three chimes. Doesn't she matter, is... still got seven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> That's, you're, you're fine. Uh, there is another clap and then the cellar door opens. <laughs> she heads in, she turns on the light and she takes a peek and she basically just fucking nopes out. She's like, mm, you know what? If one of my kids is down there, they can just fucking stay down there. Yeah. She goes to walk out the cellar uh, room and the fucking door slams straight into her face. Oh, this is this poor woman. And like... she goes toppling down the stairs. Mm. And I'm like, you just got a door on the face. She should have had a blood nose or something. Because it, it went in her face. It, like, it I was... rewound it and to see like, where it would have hit her. And yeah, yeah. She should have it was work. a door to the fucking face. Um, so she's downstairs. Like, she's sort of, you know, she's having a look around. And it's kind of dark, but you can still see well, down the, there. It's the like bulb a... light's on. Yeah, the bulb light. Like, the bare bulb. <laughs> and this ball comes flying out from yeah, behind a, a some junk. a ball comes flying out from behind a bunch of junk. And I went, it's fucking E.T. Because you know E.T. throws the yeah. ball out? And I'm like, it was like, and I'm like you've got an E.T. problem. <laughs> you've got an extra testicle problem. <laughs> and I was like, that's so E.T. And I'm like, that was, to me, that was too ham. Yeah. No, okay. No, you know, I... she runs out. She's like, oh, fuck a ball. My biggest fear. You know, I've hated balls ever since I got, you know, I got molested by a ball when I was younger. <laughs> i got to get out of this place. She runs out. <laughs> the light bulb blows up. Yeah. For no reason. So now it's dark. And she's like, fuck, now it's dark. I'm at the top of the stairs. Why don't I just leave? Well, she can't leave because the door's locked. Was it? Yeah, the door was locked. She couldn't get out. So she's like, she can hear like something. She's here. She's heard laughter. So she's at the top of the stairs. The matches are still there. And she's lighting match used. after match. Like So the whole scene is kind of cool. The whole scene's lit by match light. That's so yeah. fuck all. And then as she's standing, like, as she's kneeling there with this final match, you just get this whisper of like, hey, want to play hide and clap? And then from behind her, Weezy. you just get this hand comes through. Yeah, and just like, through the darkness, just clap. two little hand claps. Oh, my God. It's fucking. And then it goes. And then it like, but, and it claps right next to her. And then it shows a shot of the door of the outside of the thing. And it's rattling as if like there's a commotion that's struggling going on in there. And then it stops. And I was like. Is she dead? <laughs> like, it, it seriously seemed like that shot how it was filmed. I was like, because it, he's got the commotion behind the door. Yeah. And then it dies down to, to nothing. And I'm like, she's dead. What do you do, though, in that situation? Like, but like, you know what you do? But it doesn't make any sense. It should have just cut when with all the rattling because later on, she's not dead. Yeah. But like, it really, I was like, oh, she's dead. I'm like, well, they're trying to make us think she's dead. Because if they did, it's bad editing. Because like, later on, she's still hitting on the door. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, anyway, and we cut to the older kids' room now. Yep. So up in Andrea's room, I've started to get the names now. Um, Cindy is sleepwalking. That's the youngest one. Yep. And again. she's once again banging her head against the wardrobe. Um, Andrea gets up and she tries to sort of redirect her away, um, gets her into her bed. And then as she's putting Cindy to sleep, um, the door starts banging on its own. 
bang as if someone's inside of it. Yeah. So basically as if like banging how Cindy was like knocking her head against it. Yeah. Um, but, but fucking this girl's tough because she's a teen. So she, she is. She sort of turns and she's looking at the door. And then we cut back to Cindy who sits like, she does the Michael Myers sit up. Yeah. Which like is the, terrifying in itself. Where you're, you're just a hinge at your... Yeah, at, at, at your hips, and you just like straight and just oh, sit I up. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I have to roll like a turtle. <laughs> uh, she sits upright in bed, and she points. Um, Andrea looks up, and we see this. We see the girl from the ring, fucking, but like aged seventy years. I see. I thought she was a young girl when I first saw this. Oh, really? Yeah, I just thought it was like an uh, like a yeah. I thought it was a girl from the ring. Oh, sure. Yeah, it just looked like the girl from the ring. Just it's imagine like- the girl from the ring. But older. Yeah, it's basically like this old crone on top of the, the closet. And this is where we get James Wan's classic use of overuse of soundtrack. So rather than relying, because he uses a, like a lot of his special effects look great, but they are a bit campy. Well, this was, um, this kind of looks shit. And this was like a, this is a classic jump the shark moment. I'm like, showing too much. And they should have kept it subtle. You've like, you've, you've officially like, you're outside of. The, the movie Poltergeist area now. But like, in order to make that scene terrifying, he overuses his soundtrack. Oh, okay. Which is terrible. Well, he does it in a lot of his films. Um, you know, if he can't get the, the the scare quite right, like the imagery or anything, he just fucking puts that soundtrack and just... He just scares horrible. your eardrums. Anyway. And she jumps down this, this ring old lady and jumps onto the eldest teen. Mm. And it kind of cuts out as it hits her. So we're like, oh, what's happened to her? Screaming. Anyway. There's just screaming. Screaming. The Roger whole house rolls, is fucking screaming. Everyone's screaming. Roger rolls in from work and he's just rolled into a, a house full of women screaming. At 3 a.m. in the morning. No. Why would... Getting home at 3 a.m. Oh, no, you're a truck driver. That makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, because yes. right, you're doing long hauls at different times. So, Dad, he gets home. He's already disheveled. Like, the whole movie, he's just like, fuck. Yeah. And this is uh, this is probably his greatest moment in the film as well. Right? So, he runs in. He runs in the front door. He hears the fucking cellar door. He smashes that open. Mum's in there. And at that point, I was like, why, why was she yelling? You know, like, that was that bit where it didn't make sense because she's still banging on the door. Mum gets out the door. He runs into the girls' room where all the screaming's coming from. All the rest of the girls are up now. They're all looking in there going, what the fuck's going on? We see the teen girl rolling around on the floor for like one or two seconds like she is actually fighting someone and then yep. it quickly just looks like she's rolling around. Dad rolls in. He's just like, everyone's up. He picks the girl up and he just looks around. He just goes, what the hell is going on here? And I was like, Classic, Classic dad. dad. Like, <laughs> I, he could, you could like cut that scene into any film with the shenanigans happening, and it would make sense. But yeah. he's just like, you know, he's he's at his wit's ends. He's like, he's experienced dead birds, dead dead dog. dogs. Uh, what else is experienced? Bruzy wife, menstruating teens, menstruating teens. Fucking uh, three clock stopping at three o seven. He's like, this bullshit. <laughs> this shit fucked. Yeah. What the hell is going on here? Not just in this room, but the whole fucking shaboozle. Yeah, no. Anyhow, we cut. We get another title. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Western University, comma, Wakefield. I'm like, yeah, should have said Western University or whatever. Cool. A university. Uh, We get, um, again, this is Ed and Lorraine. They're They're doing their rounds. Yeah, they're They're talking about exorcisms and they're talking about this, this man and it's it's a visual thing. There's video of this. They've got happening. a video of one of their exorcisms. And they're basically stating that the this dark spirit made its home in this man. He 
shitty education, molested by his father, terrible, just basically a shit life, had nothing to live for, which, you know, so this demon... Latched onto him. You know. And, and then um, they're like, oh, yeah, cool. We, we, we see a cool thing, which was like, I'm sure this isn't real footage because they could have used, uh, like, an upside-down crucifix pushing out from the dude's, like, his, his lower side. Like, if you had that on tape and it was real, classified as real, that would change the world. Well... Because there's no other, like, things like that. I'm surprised that they were allowed to show that footage because all yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't... The Vatican keeps that shit pretty yes, under wraps. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not ordained by the Vatican, so... Oh, but then he, he does kind of work for them, doesn't he? he? He's the only... Non-ordained. Oh, yep, yep. Anyhow, um, and they... then Ed teaches them the three rules. Mm-hmm. He zips up the... Uh, he. He pulls up the uh, the filming sheet or whatever it is, the, the screen, and he's already planned out his lesson. He's already got it written on this thing, and he's like, there are rules. And I'm like, here are the rules. Come on, hit, hit me with the rules of what <laughs> the story of this film. And he goes, infestation, in, uh, oppression, possession. Yeah. They're the things that they do. Now, and can you remember what they were? Like Infestation was like uh, they fucking go to – it's at a certain place – yeah. Oppression is they fuck with you. Yeah. They, they wear you down. They wear you down. Mentally, physically. Which is like, that's why no one's actually getting hurt at the moment in the, the movie. They're just getting weight, weight down and hurt and yeah. like scared and stuff like that. And then well, it puts, yeah, it's, it starts as simple as like a door banging, a door opening, some clocks stopping. Yeah, that's the infestation, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the oppression is like, I'm real fucking with you. Being and then yanked. Pos- and then, yeah, getting get an old yank on. And then uh, <laughs> possession is when they fucking, they make a house out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. So obviously I thought at this point, someone in their family has to get possessed. Who is it going to be? It was really obvious. <laughs> if you haven't. How, how do you, how do you know it was obvious? Because there's only one person that was getting all fucking bruised up and shit <laughs> constantly. Yes. I'm being facetious. Anyway. I mean, I mean at this point, cause well, it at, actually... at this point I was like going, okay, cool. This film's. Right, uh, twist on this this genre is that there's more than one ghost, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can deal with that. That's kind of cool. There's obviously the fucking the there was the the girl on the 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 ring girl, and there's the this boy Rory. Yep. And they, I think they they haven't mentioned anything yet. And I was like, oh yeah, cool, cool. So they're the they're the rules. Yeah. But also in saying that. You These know, are the same rules from another film as well. The mum might be getting some bruises, but that other girl's getting yanked out of her bed every night. There is another film. So every time I was watching every scene in this film, I was like, this is just like this other film, which I'm going to mention at the end. Okay, cool. Uh, but the other film did it way better. Okay. I look forward to that. Um, so after the lecture, uh, Carolyn approaches Ed and Lorraine and she's like, hi. Can oh, yeah. Can- Car- yeah. The mum's in the, in, in the yeah. audience. Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, hi, um, can you come to my house? <laughs> what? And um, they're like, and Ed's like, get fucked. Yeah. I'm not going to come to every dickhead's house who asks me because they've got a ghost problem. <laughs> it's probably just a fucking, you know, a record covered in oil. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, Ed's like, uh, he's just really trying to get out of it. and But Lorraine is just, she's she's picking she, up at something and she's like, yep, we'll do it. Yeah. Well, she's just like. I've got four kid, five kids. I don't even know how many kids I've got. There's so many of <laughs> There's them. There's so many. I've got Wouldn't an extra you do one. anything to protect your kid? And of course, they've got a daughter. And yeah. They'll do anything to protect their kid. And then she's, the mum's like, I'm clairvoyant. Maybe I should just, you know, 
touch you and work out whether you're telling the truth. Doesn't matter. Doesn't do that. Nope, that's but fine. But they do go there. They do. They roll up to the house. Uh, the whole family at this point have all moved down into the living room. So very they, poltergeist. That happened in poltergeist. Very poltergeist. So yeah, they do not leave. Uh, they, I guess, would, they go to the toilets in pairs. Whatever. It was basically the same scene as poltergeist, where he's like, "We're sleeping down here now. Yeah. Like, it's we we find it safe." And you know, when as soon as the experts yeah. rock up in there, and I was like, "Yep, safety that, in numbers." That, yeah, but I felt that was a bit too close to poltergeist. Mm-hmm. It's exactly mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, anyway, it, does, good, it like, doesn't matter. And uh, I, as soon as uh, the Ed and Lorraine roll in, you can see Lorraine's vibe that, yeah. that she's like feeling she's a bit uncomfortable. of a, some, some bad juju. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that racist? I hope not. No, I don't think bad juju is racist. Yeah. If it is, I apologize. If, uh, and the future people in 10 years time. We apologize. We apologize <laughs> for that. Like straight away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Lorraine starts sort of wandering around the room. She's kind of touching things. She's interacting with the surroundings. Um. They start to explain that they're this horrendous like rotting meat smell moves around the house and it's so like they everything they like, say huh. it's like yeah he goes oh well that's because blah 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 and there's this and it's like well that's because blah 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 and i'm like yeah he's just well, no, naming no, no, off wait. everything that's been happening that's because of demons yeah demon demons demons hey um, uh, there's some birds hitting our house and they keep dying demons <laughs> uh the clock stop at three oh demons <laughs> shut up and, uh, yeah, Ed, I can't uh, satisfy the demonologist. Be like, imagine it's not a demon. And be like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've latched up one of the doors because it continu- continuously bangs. He's like, okay, so there's just three continuous bangs. Demons. Um, oh, yeah, did it come in threes? Yeah, demons. Demons yeah, love demons. threes. 3 a.m. <laughs> three. They mops go, they mops go, the holy trinity, it does. They drive through a bottle of three times. <laughs> they get three beers, go home and watch three episodes of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> demons. Fucking demons. Fucking demons, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Ed, uh, we get, so now we've got kind of like a, a montage kind of thing of, in, of them interviewing the family one by one and stuff. Oh, I didn't mind. This was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Like, it, they talk about like... Ed interviews the mum and dad. Yeah, so they talk about the wardrobe upstairs that came with the house. They also talk about the cellar. Um, Which is completely full of wardrobes. (laughs) Just nothing but wardrobes. Yeah. Um, You've got a Western Red Cedar demon in your house. (laughs) It's a rich mahogany demon. Yeah. Um, So Lorraine, she heads down and... She talks. Again, she's real uncomfortable down there. You just see it. like well, uh, It's like Ed's interviewing the parents and yep. Lorraine's kind of talking to the kids. Yes. Yeah, so um, she she establishes that something awful, which she literally says something awful happened here. Um, you know, why don't you just leave? So, like, Ed's, Ed's trying to be, like, a voice of reason. Like, you know, what's... Yeah, because he's, he's almost like, he's he's playing the sceptical person. Which well, he is, is a, because... Which is great, which is, for the film, it works wicked. That yeah, they don't, because he also no... doesn't want to get his wife into anything demonic. No, no, he, he wants that. He just doesn't <laughs> well, no, think... he does I, I, want that, but he doesn't want her to get in the crossfire. Well, no, they say, well, why don't we just move? He goes, it doesn't matter, you can't move anyway. Yes. It's weird because they say, why don't you move? And he goes, no, we can't. That'll well, it's standard. Like, why don't you move? All our money is tied up, and this is a common occurrence. But he in says a later on like, that you can't move because the demons attach themselves yes. to you as well. Like, shut up, Ed. Yeah, Ed Shearer. So, um, Lorraine sits down with the very youngest daughter and asks about her friend Rory. So she hands her the music box, and she's like, "You can try and see Rory if you like." And then, of course, you know, Lorraine's sitting there. We get this the spiral and the creepy music, and it's all going. 
And then just in the background, we see this shadow. We see Rory. Like, we see Rory. She, Rory doesn't do anything. She's just like, little, She looks a bit perplexed. She's and like, sort little of, boy. Hmm. She turns, she looks, nothing there. It seems normal. But she's a fucking a ghostologist. She should be fine with that. She's a demonologist. No, Ed's a demonologist. She's a clairvoyant. Okay. She um, doesn't know anything about demons. <laughs> Nothing. Anyhow, Lorraine and Ed uh, walk outside and they're like, oh, look at that big tree. It's a very eerie tree anyway. But they wander down to the lake. Look, and I'm like, I know why it's scary. It's this on the cover of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like... And I'm like, don't put that on the cover. I like this scene though because, like, yeah, I like this. Vera, as well. Vera Farmiga, I can't pronounce her name correctly, and I apologize. Is that the Lorraine? Yeah, Lorraine. That's the lady. That, yeah, like... um, she she plays this really well. So she is like Ed's talking to her, and she is clearly distracted by something she can see and hear, and and she's growing up knowing that it's no point in saying. No. Shit, like no. So she's like looking terrified, and she's wincing because, and we, the audience, can hear this like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, and yet it cuts to like her point of view, point point of view, and you see Ed is like chatting, and there's like a fucking hanging corpse, like you see just behind him, yeah, like, on the uh hanging from the tree and then it, does it show a wide shot of it as well later as well because it just shows it their does. feet at first i think it does yeah and I, and then you get the idea i don't like this because it shows kind of like the horrors that lorraine has to deal with and just not mention every yeah, now could and then you imagine like being she's probably like she's like dude don't look now <laughs> but there's a hang lady behind you and he's looking mm. at her sucked in only i can see it <laughs> Anyhow, um, they basically so they sit down with the family at well with mum and dad, and they basically say, "Look, like we bought the house at auction. We we don't know anything about it. Like we have no idea." And they they establish that this house needs a cleansing. I said the house needs an exorcism. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like not the not uh, not a person. Not at this point, anyway. It's so, like basically you can't leave. Like whatever is here, it haunts the land. It haunts the house no, says, and it has latched itself to your back. Yeah. And when we get, uh, yeah, so he goes, Lorraine was like, when I walked in, I saw some fucking darkness attached to him. We get a flashback of the same scene and seeing what we saw again. But there, you can see on the back of the mum, there's like, it's kind of like a person's walking directly behind them. Yeah. And there's also one of the kids. There's like, uh, I think the youngest girl has mm. another one, which yep. we assume is Rory. Yeah. Kind of thing. So but, it's basically latched. And then we're like, oh, it's clearly... The other one is the hanging lady. Yeah. Because it's like, so there's two ghosts. So Ed basically describes it. He's like, sometimes it's like stepping in gum. You take it with you. So they can't leave. Whatever it is within this house is now attached itself to your person. Like they explained in Poltergeist in number two. Yes. <laughs> uh, or number one or whatever it was. Anyhow, uh, so Ed uh, goes like, oh, we're going to get an exorcist. I can't do it. I'm not allowed. Or yep. I just haven't. Um, and... We need to apply for an exorcism permit with the Vatican. <laughs> I'd like to like... apply for an ex. I'd like to watch that movie. Like you have to go to Centrelink and apply for an exorcism. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, they need to investigate and they need to provide proof, proof to the Vatican before they'll send out an exorcist. So, yep. which I missed that line. I know I got it, but I didn't take it in because the whole next half of the film, I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. And I realised so the next whole half of this film is them trying to get proof. Mm. Get the exorcist, and I forgot that, and I kept saying to myself, "Why haven't the exorcist rocked up?" <laughs> and it doesn't matter; I'm just an idiot. No, but fine. I went back and wrote in my notes. Oh yeah, they had to get proof. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so 
Ed and Lorraine, they go away and they start to research the fucking house. They Batman this shit. They, they get, really do. They get in their Batcave and they're like, and they just find it instantly. Mm. Everything they need to know in one page of one book. <laughs> yes. But first we get a scene um, where Lorraine uh, tucks Judy into bed. And oh, yeah, I forgot to try that. Judy gives, she's got a Judy's gift. her daughter. She has a gift for her. She basically she gives her mum a lot two lockets. There's two lockets, one for you, which um, has my picture in it. So whenever you're away, you can always have me with you. I have the other one, and it's got a picture of you and dad. So you are always with me. So yeah, it's a, just that's a plot yeah. point. I didn't write it down because it didn't seem like a plot point. Do you know what I thought at this point in the film? Because I thought that was a flashback. That mm. scene was really strange how it was edited in. Because mm. it's got them like doing something, and then suddenly the mum's talking to this girl who's. Not been much in the film. No. And I actually thought later on when she looks at the locket again and is like kind of weird. I thought their daughter was dead. I thought it was a like the, they were showing us cleverly shots that had happened in the past that we were assuming was happening now. Ah. And I thought that was really clever. Okay. Because like later on and even like, yeah, uh, my mum. I fucking hate you keep mentioning my mum because she's No, like, I love it. I love that My you... mum was like, the daughter's dead, right? And she thought it as well because yeah. like. Because there's bits where the mum's sadly looking at the locket. Yeah. That that's all she and it looks like this is all I got now. Mm. But okay. it's just that, that like they're just it's not the daughter's alive and I was like oh how well did- it's just there because like you know they they've gotten back to the house she's tucking her in while Ed sets up all the recording shit and all the stuff that they've got to go through and I was disappointed the daughter wasn't dead and then at the end they're saved by Annabelle Dole who's the daughter's possessed to save them. <laughs> Just swings in on a rope, Indiana Jones style, and punches <laughs> the other ghost, and then there's a battle. Uh, no, I didn't really want that. Demon to battle. Anyhow, um, yeah, they research it. They find out everything. Yep. Do you know what they do? They basically read out the Wikipedia article that I just read at the start of the oh, really? film. Yeah. So basically, like, it's seriously word for word, Nelly, that they <laughs> really? say. Yeah. Did you write it down? No. No. Well, farmhouse was built in 1863. By some guy whose name I didn't write down. He was married to a woman called Beth Sheba. What a fucking name. Uh, Beth Sheba was related to a witch that was hanged in the Salem witch trials. Hung. Whatever. Hanged? Hanged. Hung. Whatever. (laughs) She sacrificed her baby, her seven-day-old baby, claimed her love to Satan, cursed the land, and then hanged herself at 307... This is what's really weird. Like, this confused the shit out of me. Because I was like, hang on. Why is there... Who, where's, so there's three ghosts. There, there There's is... an old lady. There's a lady that's on a noose. And there's a child. That's what I thought at this stage. Because, like... But you're there, not we, wrong. We, we've seen... Yeah. What? You're not wrong. Anna? No. So we have... We, so have, the, is, we have the cupboard lady. Top tier ghost. Wardrobe lady. Sorry. Top tier ghost is Bathsheba. Who is the witch who cursed the land? Is that the one that hung herself? Was the one that hung herself? Why did she hang herself? Oh, because she just wanted to have sex with Satan. She's yeah, like, she claimed her love to Satan. She cursed her land and anyone. And she who, killed her baby. She killed her baby. She sacrificed, sacrificed her lady to Satan. to Satan. Okay. So. So there's two sets of families. Yeah. So this <sighs> happened in 1863. In the 1930s, a mum and her son Rory, Moved the mum killed her son, and then. Killed her son and herself in the cellar. And then I think around the same time, a maid also committed suicide. So there's exactly. technically three ghosts. 
And it four. Four ghosts. That's okay, right. So I, I, I want memorize this bit now. I want to talk about this at the end because okay. I, I just the idea of how this storytelling is is folded out. Anyway, so there's a bunch of ghosts. Yeah. Um, there aren't. There's like doesn't matter. We also established that as they start trying to listen back to the tape, um, the recording. As has in the, no, the tape of the of interview? Ed recording Lorraine. Yep. Like her interview. So no, um, no, Ed Ed recording the mum. Yes. But everything picked up except for her except voice. For the mum's voice. All right. And I'm like, okay, well, the mum again. Okay. Mm. Bruzy mm. mum. Mm. She had sex mm. with a ghost in the cellar. <laughs> she didn't mention that to her husband. No, no one mentioned, she didn't mention that ever again. Any mm. of that shit happening. No. Well, you wouldn't, would you? Like, Yes, you, you would. You've, if, already, you've already gone to a demonologist. Well, that's true. Um, Anyhow. The clock hits 3.07 in the Warren house and then the tape starts on its own. So they're up at 3.07 coincidentally just doing this research. Who's up at 3.07 investigating demons? Who takes five hours to find one page in a book? (laughs) Well, they had to use the encyclopedia. Paedia. There is a demonic sort of uh, of guttural sounds and screams. Ghost sounds. In lieu of Carolyn's voice. Yeah. And they they just look, they just stare at it. They're like. <gasps> well, they stare at it like it's an everyday fucking occurrence. Yeah, yeah. And then cut to next day. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine rock up at the house. Yeah. With their younger helper, which I called younger helper from now on. His name is Drew. He's a young, spunky. He's like, he actually was in one of the earlier scenes about the college. So we can yes. assume that he is one of this, uh, a student or someone re- yeah. studying demonology. I'd say so. A demonologist. Because, you know, you can major in demonology. You can major in Game Boy if you know how to bullshit. That's PCU Pit Party. Oh, yes. And also Officer Brad rocks up. Oh, this guy's great. I love Officer Brad. He's so, and, they, they, uh, and a local cop. Yeah. So why did they, they mention why he had to be there? Like he was part of their team. I think, and like he has, like he has to be there because he has a yes. shift at the work, and he has to come I and do the shift there. I Can't remember why he's there, but I think it has something to do with like, like safety. They or... need the proof, but they need like a, so, like a, a skeptic who is not involved, and you you know, the and best... a lawman's the best one to probably have there yeah, in case shit goes down. Yeah, so officer non-believe, <laughs> he's there. He's a younger guy. I'd say he's like mid, mid maybe late twenties, but I'd he looks oh, look no, I think he's. He's late 20s, but he yeah. looks older than he is because okay. he's like, he's got that cop look and, you know, he grew up too quick. Mm. Small mm. town. The girl he liked didn't like him. This is a fucking great backstory. I love it. Yeah. So good. Anyhow, I made it all up. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they set up the house. Uh, we get uh, cameras. Montage. Great montage. Cameras, infrared, Black but not lights, really infrared. Thermal, um, thermal like... Uh, uh, cameras that take a photo if the temperature blops, drops quickly. It's all old Which gear, though. It's all like high 19, tech, like you it's know, high tech nineteen seventy shit. Because like everything's still on film. But then also, so no matter what they get, they're waiting like five months. Yeah. So how did the fuck did the Vatican would even be able to see this shit? Well, this is ex- oh this uh, this that pops up later, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they also put bells on all the door handles. Because guys, yep, love a bell a ringer. You'd think they'd be able to open a door, guys, and not ring a bell. If they can, like, pull people from a whole fucking a plane of existence, they can they yeah, can open right? a door without dinging a bell. Yeah. doesn't matter. They've got all the gear. And um. So Lorraine's inside. She's kind of, uh, she's with Carolyn. 
Um, they're having a conversation. She's just she's talking about the family photos. Like she's oh, just wait, like, there was one more thing they I forgot they they also set up a bunch of crosses in the house. Yes, because crosses piss demons off. Yes, and it's gonna make and off. it's gonna make them show up more. As in, my do you really want them to do more shit than attack you? Anyhow, <laughs> like, yeah. So we maybe. got a bunch of crosses, and I, yeah. We also we had the scene where he's like he 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 says like to the dad. Ed, oh, you should get your kids baptized. Yeah, he asked about it. He's like, yeah. oh, we just never got round to it. Like, and then yeah, he's like, should. oh, you should probably consider that. Because and we're like, fuck off. Like, don't you push your religious beliefs on me, mate? Yeah, movie. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, uh, movie, fucking movie. Anyway, um, so anyway. Carolyn's Carolyn's explaining this this photo that they have. They don't put bother putting them up because they just get knocked down. But she explains this day that they had at the beach. It was like beautiful it's a nice sappy story where they're at the beach they're loving family and uh, Lorraine kind of touches her and gets a glimpse of everything that has happened and she's like oh that just sounds like a very lovely day yeah so Lorraine uses a clairvoyance and she sees all the memories of yeah. the mum having fun at the beach with her family because you can't see in the photos at the beach and she says it must have been a very lovely day at the beach she says, how did you know goes, yeah duh bitch clairvoyant <laughs> anyhow so they share a moment. I didn't even write that down. Or you've just done it in a different way. Uh, and the uh, next thing I've got to think is we get a, uh, Ed, Ed's, uh, where are at? And then like they're, while they're doing their like montage and all this shit, they're like, a door opens by itself. Yeah. I like this as well because like Drew's clearly kind of just a little bit older than the eldest daughter. And he, this is the most 70s thing that happens in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he's showing her this black light technology. And he's like, oh, so what do you think about that? And she's like, oh, it's far out groovy, man. He's, yeah. He's clearly like. Yeah, she goes, it's groovy. Goes, I know, it's pretty far out. Far and, I went, out. and then I went, and I've got the biggest collars in the world. Like his collar oh, was are, so 70s. They are so 70s. But he's, yes. And um, then dad walks in. No, Ed walks in. He's like, basically. Oh, he gives them a like. He gives the dude, like, I know you. You're a boy. I would have fucked her as well <laughs> if I was you. But don't because we're on the job. Yeah. And now they go down into the cellar now because the door's open and they're like, oh, shit, what's down in the cellar? And Ed and Lorraine and the cop go down into the cellar with a film camera. And the cop films? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the cop's doing his work. He's, he's like, I'm, I might as well do some filming while I'm here. And guess what happens? Nothing. The whole scene is a red herring to make us feel like, oh, yeah. It's like they've gone, man, in every scene, we've had something happen. We've got to have some scenes where nothing happens. Otherwise, people are just going to know something's going to happen in every scene. Yeah, well, this is true. But also, herring. a lot of the time, like when any time you get paranormal investigators going anywhere where there's like a lot of activity and a lot of people witness things, like people who are actually going in like to look for something, they just don't find anything. Yeah. So the whole family's at the top of the cellar, like looking down. They all come up. They all walk out. And just as they walk out, the fucking cellar door super slams by itself. Yeah. And then they're like, Gugh. Nah. And then that's it. And then so that that's a little bit more proof they've got. Doors slamming. Yeah. Uh, we... We cut to like. Well, yeah, we we just basically that's it. Like they've tried to communicate. There is a slamming of the door. Officer Brad looks also like he's the shit his pants. Didn't stop. So yeah, that night nothing at happened. Three oh seven. So nothing happened at all. The other guys mm-hmm. are like, you can't get me. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's the next morning. There is a pancake breakfast. Everyone's happy. Like this is the first time things that are looking up. You know, it's it's great. Like you the know, dad's almost like, I think we solved it. 
yeah. just you being here. They, the clocks didn't stop. Yep, nothing. Maybe the ghost went, fuck this shit, let's go. Do you know what we're going to do? We're going to take you out for ice cream because this was back in the day where you couldn't just buy a golden north ice cream for your Back in the day when freezer. the whole night revolved around having an ice cream. I love that. I've got some drumsticks in the free- freezer for tonight, actually. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. Um, but then, like, so this is all happening, right? This is a weird scene, which is great. So Lorraine now... She's like, you know, getting to know the family a bit. She's decided to put their laundry out on the line. Well, Roger takes the girls out for ice cream and Ed and Lorraine decide that they're going to stay at the house. Now, Lorraine's a very lovely woman. She's so ca- Carolyn is also staying home. The mum stays home because she's not feeling well. She's feeling oh, so a she bit has tired. five kids, man. Imagine how much laundry you'd have to do. Yeah, so she decides that she's going to go have a nap. So obviously a lot of stuff's happening. Lorraine wants to kind of just help out. Why wouldn't you? I'm... I'm Exercising the demons and your whites have never been whiter. Yeah, yeah. Bleaching the whites. Anyhow, some big weather rolls in. Oh, fucking big weather. That's what I wrote. Pumpkin heads rolling in. I like this scene as well. Yeah, I did. This was great. So she's like, you know, trying to get everything off the line and a a sheet literally drops off. Blows off the line. Blows off the line into this fucking silhouette yeah. standing right next to This Lorraine. was a really good... I mean, the sheet from the... I rewound how look. The sheet from the get-go is CG. Yes. Like, there's no, there's no sheet in this scene. So, But yeah, we see a sheet blow off a line and it hits something that's clearly not there because there's nothing... Like, it's no. in a big open space and it's a silhouette of a person. I'm like, and I went... And it only hits it really quick and then slips straight off and then smack, and then goes up and hits... Uh, gets blown into the bedroom... Up the the top bedroom window. Yeah, and I was like, "That's a great fucking scene. I loved it. It was really good." And we also see someone, which because like you know, uh, Lorraine follows the sheet looking up, and she mm. sees in the window, which, which is just here, that there's someone in the room where the mum is having a, a kip. Mm. Mm. So Lorraine immediately drops the laundry and she bolts into the house. Um, we cut to Carolyn, who's having a bit of a sleep on the bed, and a handprint burns into her arm. And then, bru- I thought the bruised in. Yeah, it's something. It's like, like the bruises. And then we get this sort of point of view of her laying on the bed, sort of looking up, and then basically it's Bathsheba. Um, the, she, the witch. She comes over her face and she just starts spewing blood into her mouth. Yeah, so the old witch vomit like the same the old witch vomits vomiting blood into her into the mum's mouth. Some bitch seems to be possessed now. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Lorraine so Lorraine runs up and she's like she bursts in and she's like, You fucking okay? And she's like, Yeah I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm like, spits us because yeah. you weren't because there's someone vomiting in your mouth and you, you didn't mention it. Literally like I could hear you on the other side of the door being like that to me does not indicate fine. Anyway. Then we cut to Ed talking to the dad. Yeah, Roger comes like, home. And he's like... He's working on the car. They're, they're, they're buddying up. Yeah, Roger, Ed, Roger has a, a like a Chevy or something. Yeah, they're, they're car It's a together. fancy car. I don't know. Ed, Ed you know, uh, fucking tells him, you know, we had an exorcism. It went shit one time. And this is the one he was alluding to about, like, at the start of the movie. Lorraine saw something. We couldn't see it. It scared her so much that she stopped eating. She locked herself in a room and she didn't eat or sleep for eight days, which would kill somebody. Mm, I'd be so bored. Um, and then she came out and she hasn't been the same since. Yeah. Uh, then that's that whole scene. We're like, okay, cool. Thanks, um, guy. Cut to night time. We're yep. back, back to night now. Drew Next and night. Officer Brad, who should have their own buddy cop movie, I've assessed 
this is needs to happen. So, I called him Cop and Young Guy. Yeah, they're the back night on watch. the night shift, and you know Brad heads off to get a little a cup of Joe, little pick me up. Is Brad the cop? Yeah, Officer Brad. Oh yeah. Um, while he's in the kitchen, he hears he hears some faint whispers, and notices outside that the rocking chair is moving. Shit. Not because of the wind or anything, but just moving. Um, I know why. Mulder told me. <laughs> well, yes, he did. Um, we can hear some some whispers happening sort of behind him. It's like, look what you made me do. This weird stuff. And he kind of follows this this whisper and this sound into the laundry. And as he is heading into the laundry, there is a maid standing there. Um, it's she, a ghost. It's a ghost. She holds out her wrist. She slashed her wrist and she's like, look what you made me do. You know, look what you made me do. And then he goes and turns and it's fucking right there and jump yeah, scare. Jump scare. Um, yeah. And then like, so everyone, he yells out, everyone gets up, runs into his room. He's like, man, there was fucking just a mate here. And it's fine. I didn't listen to that whole conversation before they were explaining, you know, I'd even read it on Wikipedia and I still, I was like, who the fuck's his mate? Is that the mum? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that's what I thought at the time. Yeah. I was so confused, but I was enjoying it because I was like, oh man, there's heaps of ghosts. I like this. And I was yeah. trying to work out the ghosts, but like I'd already been told. So well, I, was... I like the multiple ghost aspect because not everything like, you know. Yeah. They're just not going to be dead. Um, at the same time, this is when shit starts going down. They're all looking at the cop. He's getting up. He's like, what the fuck the other dude? At the same time, we see the young girl sleepwalks across uh, in the back of a wide shot. And I was like, that's sick. It's all starting to happen at once. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. No, no point in having a scene about one thing. Have a scene about two things. Yeah, exactly. The cameras start going off. Um, she starts walking up the stairs and each camera she passes starts going off. And he's like, she's turning like, off the cameras. And he's like, no, she's not. Those are ghost cameras. They only take photos of ghosts. That means there's a ghost with her. And I was like, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they say, basically. Drew runs into uh, the, the room where they've got all their recording equipment because they're also recording like EVPs in each yeah, of the rooms. Yeah, he's like, I got to get this proof. So he taps in and we hear we hear these very, very faint whis- whispers is like, um, you know. Ghost whispers. Follow me, this is where I hide kind of thing. Um, and then she walks into the older sister's bedroom where the wardrobe is. The door slams and they all try and burst in. Like they they are we've got like three able bodied strong men like trying to fucking ghost bust door. down this door. No one can bust ghost door. No, you can you can't bust that ghost. It's true. It's like in uh you can't beat a comedy character or an anime. They're too powerful. Really? Yeah. There's a whole Dragon Ball episode where they where Vegeta meets Is it Doctor Satan? No, like Vegeta meets Dr. Slump. You know those characters? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, there's a Dr. Slump character in one of the Dragon Ball episodes. It's a joke episode. And she's so powerful. And Vegeta's going, you can't beat a joke character. They're too powerful. <laughs> like, it was in the Dragon Ball Super, the new one. It was so weird. Sure. It was a little girl from Dr. Slump. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Anyhow, you can't beat a ghost door. Anyway. They finally burst in and Cindy is nowhere to be found. And the room is so cold that they're... You know, you got yeah, the, the breath missed. in the air. They don't mention that, eh? You just, you just have to see it. And I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah. They don't go, oh my God, the room's so cold, our misty's their mouth. But they've done for everything else. Um, Basically calls out, he's like, go get the UV light. Officer Brad goes down, comes back, and Ed frantically trying to find anything with this. this was, light. I was like, this wouldn't have worked because 
that black light would have bought shown everything that's ever been in there. Every person who's walked in that barefoot, unless they cleaned the entire house yeah. before this night, like, but there's only one set of footprints. I was like, but what about all the people we've seen walking around in this room previous? But like, I let it go. You, yeah, okay. I don't think you do. Maybe I don't know. I, I tell you the truth. I don't know how black lights work. Maybe black light shit only lasts uh, like 24 hours or something like that. Well, I think it was a UV light, not a black light. That's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking know technology and shit. Um, anyway, they find the footprints that heads into the closet. They're looking around. She's not in the closet. They're like, what the fuck? We're going to move this on. They find a secret compartment. Yep. <laughs> in the back of the closet, which goes into a wall cavity. Yep. Cindy is asleep in the wall. She's okay. The youngest daughter basically says, um, like, this is where Rory hides when he's afraid. And like, so who the like, fuck? Okay. And at this point, everyone should have looked at her and gone, who's Rory? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's only mentioned it to two characters yeah, she, out yeah. of the ten characters in this film. So Lorraine decides that she's going to head into the cavity in the wall. Um, she obviously finds, like, the, there's toys in there and she finds covered this- in dust. And there is a, a no-dust spot where... Exactly the music box fits. Mm. And she also finds, what's this? A rope. Let's pull it. It's a noose. Oh, no. I don't quite understand why anyone would have kept the noose in there, but cool. That's where you keep things, I Anyhow, guess. Anyhow, the floor gives way in the little room because it's in the wall cavity. It was only meant for a child. And Lorraine falls down through the wall cavity, all the way down, and lands up in the cellar. Oh, God. So. I feel that there would be some kind of broken bone. Nah. 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 Maybe. Nah. No, She'll be right. Broken ego, that's it. Anyhow, but everyone runs down realizing, fuck, she's fallen down. We gotta go find her. So as Lorraine's down there, we get like creaks and sounds and just weird fucking shit. She can't hide under a table? Yeah, she's under the piano. Piano, that's it. And uh, so she picks up the music box and she's looking around and, you know, she's looking around with. Oh, she's using, using it as a ghost vision. Yep. And there is an old lady and she is uh, the reflection of an old lady. She is crying. And she is basically, we get this reflection of a woman who is holding her son, Rory, with a knife. She's clearly killed him. She's showing some remorse. But she was massively obese. Yes. But the ghost isn't. What do you mean? This is a different ghost. This isn't Bathsheba. This is the mum. This is the mum that killed her son. Oh, so that mum ghost is never in it. No. She's just like, this is what's there's, yeah, there's a lot lot to unpack here. So, but this is what, this is the creepy thing as well. So she's like in midst crying and then she kind of stops and she turns like she's noticed it, noticed that Lorraine is there. Um, and I can see her. You know, and then like Lorraine's looking, she can't see anything. She drops the music box and the woman's face is right there and she's like, she made me do it. Yeah, this is why I got confused because like there's like three mum ghosts in this. There's a reason for that. I know, but like, but I felt that they didn't explain it good enough. They literally, they're like, Bathsheba, cursed the land. The mum in the 1930s killed her son, then killed herself. The maid killed herself. Yeah, but you don't know which ones you're looking at, so it makes no sense a lot of the time. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm seeing a lady that's holding a child with a knife, I'm assuming that's the mum. Anyhow, um... <laughs> Which I'll get to my point at the end of the film as well about <laughs> this stuff. And uh, um, she sees the ghost, and then uh, then Lorraine runs under, hides under a piano, and we see the noose ghost. Yeah, so Bathsheba's uh, see, drops is... drops down, 
Um, but we don't see like we can't see it. it's red. It's, it's like from under her point of view, you can only see like the bottom of her, yeah. like as in the her legs floating around. So you can obviously like it's a noose that's flying around. So this is what confused me. I'm like, who's that ghost? So I'm assuming the, that the the noose that was up there was hidden by Rory for some reason, and so so that's now let her out. Kind of, but we know she's out because she's like, she's, she's out. She was she's, on the cupboard. She's, she's in... on the wardrobe. Yeah. So this is what confused me. I was like, who's that ghost? So I thought the, the, the wardrobe lady and the, 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 the noose ghost were two different ghosts. No, it's the same ghost. Because yeah. I was like, why is she in, why, why, she should have been hanging the whole time. That would have been wicked. That would have been wicked. Like the idea, like. That she's hanging and she floats around hanging. I was like, because that, that scene was great. And I was like, oh, that's a great ghost. I mm. wonder when that one's going to come back into it. And I, because I didn't, cause yeah, that was so different. Like, and then you had the mum. And because I thought that was just the mum, the mum had hung herself. And I got confused. Yeah, right. Okay. Because they, they make some, some ghosts say, stay the same in this movie. And some ghosts have like two different phases. And so you're like, I don't know who you are. Mm, okay. Like, and that's what confused me. Sure. Anyhow, Lorraine's rela- 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 really like, cool, fuck though. this shit, and she runs oh, yeah, upstairs. Oh, yeah, she tries to make break for it, but the ghost uh, uses its ghostly powers and grabs her necklace. Um, it snaps it off, and she fucking bolts up the stairs. Oh, no, she's lost her necklace. But it's fine, because Lorraine comes out, and she's like, I figured it out. She possesses the mother to kill the child. Sure. So, so that means that... Carolyn is suspect number one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what if a gay couple moved in? They would have no problems, right? Yeah, like, but it wouldn't work out. You have to have a mother. And what if you moved in and you didn't have any kids? You'd Because be she's fun, reenacting, right? like, yeah. the, the same thing. So, you're just unfortunate that they've got a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, right. Um, as this is happening, Nancy... Um, Nancy's hairs literally start to stand on it. Like long, luscious brown hair starts to stand on end before a huge chunk is literally yanked up. She is completely yanked off, off of the she floor. She goes crazy. She's thrown around the room. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, the young girl has basically been dragged by her hair. There's a whole scene of, mm. like, men running after her. She's getting pulled around the room, you know, like, fucking... I thought this would have been cool if she'd been pulled on the roof or something. That was, yeah, was that would have been cool. Just something like that, because I'm yeah. like... Just getting pulled around by your hair. Something uh, a little bit more, you know. You know that's and that's a Friday st- night for a girl. And in they the city. solve it by just cutting her hair. Yeah. And right, the ghost just couldn't have grabbed the next But it's bit. okay because they got it on video. Yeah, they got it on video. The so crosses, all the proof they need. Also, the crosses all fall over. Oh, yeah, that thing. happened. Yeah. Um, so Roger packs up the family in the car. This is the next day. And it is basically like, we're sending the video away. We're going to, like, this is fine. We're going to, everything's going to happen. While they're packing up, Lorraine heads back down to the lake. And she hears her daughter calling to her. Um, she looks She's into like, huh? Yeah, huh? She looks into the lake, and her daughter's body is floating past. Something does a not ghostly feel right. apparition. It is though, a ghostly she, apparition. She, like, goes to grab her, and her hand goes nothing happens. It. She runs back. Luckily, into the we house. also see that the daughter's wearing a necklace. Basically, the only thing you can see her wearing. Yeah, pretty much. She runs back into the house. She calls home. She's like, she's frantic. She's like, check on Judy. No, she's fine. I fucking don't care. Check on my daughter. It's fine. She's fine. It was just a warning message from this demon. Basically yeah, telling yeah, she's us like, to fuck My daughter's off. fine. I think it was a warning. A ghost warning. Yeah. In the only way they know how. And at this point as experts, they should have gone, hang on. 
Like, how could they possibly have, like, known about the daughter? Oh, look, she's wearing the necklace. Where's your necklace? You know what I mean? Like, they should have gone, it must be a using a con- conduit, yeah. like, item to, like, know this shit. Yeah. But no, they exactly. I don't think that. They haven't noticed it yet. They can say that when they need to, to chew, like, to budding learning teens, but they can't remember it when they need to. Work. No. Uh, we cut to the local church. Ed is showing the footage to a priest. Um, and the, the priest is basically like... Blown away. Well, yeah, he's blown away by the footage. But his response is literally like, there's nothing we can do. They're not part of the church and their kids aren't baptized. And Ed sits there and he's basically like, Kim, man. He's like, yeah, okay, all right, we'll do okay. it. <laughs> he goes like, if the Vatican doesn't like, yeah, I'll push it through myself. Anyhow, they, they get it. He think, he's going to push the paperwork through. Uh, He's going to send all that footage to the Vatican. And no one is ever going to see that footage again. No. Except um, if you go to one of their classes. At a university lecture. Yeah. Um, so Cut back to at the Warren's house. It's night. A fucking crazy storm hits. Judy is the asleep. The Warren's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Daughter Judy. Yeah. His son, Elroy. Anyway, um, her necklace starts to spin on the light. So she's got it hanging on like the it's night It's like light. rigid as well. Like yeah, it's getting so like, it's, it's spinning pretty fast. It's like magnets they would have used to do that, I reckon. And so this is like... The most... You know, this is basically like demonic fast travel. You know, they, it's using this thing to fast travel. She is literally yanked awake. She gets a leg pull. Yep. Uh, she calls out to her folks, but there's no answer. And she gets up and she heads down the stairs. As she gets down to the bottom of the stairs, she notices that the the door to the cursed objects room is open and Annabelle is missing. Uh-oh. I really like this next scene. It's really the, the, ominous. I called it booming darkness. <sighs> yeah. I like, like. She backs out of the cursed items room. There's a hallway and you see like this. And it's growling as well. There's like this growling and it's just looming. Yeah. Because so she the, goes to run back up It's like the hole's the getting darker as it comes down, but it's almost like it's a presence kind of yep. thing. She's like, oh, I know what's going on here. Yeah. My parents do deal with this shit. So she runs and locks herself into a room. Yep. And um, the she, door starts like banging super loudly. She stops. Uh, it stops. She stops. And she turns to see someone sitting in the rocking chair brushing Annabelle's hair like her mum brushes her hair. Yep. And then the doll's head looks at her and looks at her. And I was just like. (sighs) Yeah, this is for me where it starts to like. I could like, I, I, yeah. Anyway, she's like, oh, fuck, I'm in the wrong room. I try. She tries to get out. And of course, that door is now locked. She can't open it. Ed and Lorraine, they rock up just in the driveway at, at, in time to hear screaming. You know, everyone just rocks up and hears screaming and has to run into a house in this film. If I hear screaming, I'm like, nah, Ed, Ed runs inside, fucking like finds the door, smashes the door open, grabs the daughter just as the, the, the rocking chair flies at them and he jumps out of the way. The rocking chair hits the wall with such force it smashes to fucking splinters. Yep. And then the girl's like, there was a fucking old lady from the ring. She had Annabelle. She had so- Annabelle. You and know, then, Ed uh, immediately goes in, the door is locked. He goes in, checks the, the case. Annabelle's there. There's not a problem. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we cut to, and he's like, ah, Annabelle's still in the cupboard. Probably did happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking demons. I mean, they are demons. And I believe it. And now we cut to the fucking cheap motel that the family are now staying in, mm-hmm. which I, yeah, so I guess they mentioned that earlier, that they weren't going to stay in the house. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was getting to a point. But but the mum yeah. has gone crazy and uh and and this is when Edge rocked up. Yeah, no, so they, they call him. Roger Roger rocks up. Um, I don't know what where he's been, but he rocks up, and the girls are like in hysterics because they say the mum has taken the two youngest daughters and just fucking disappeared. So he immediately calls Ed, and um, Lorraine's just like she's literally she's taking them back to the house to kill them. Like, let's all meet at the house. So is it one daughter she's got? She's got two. She's got two of them. But she only kills one daughter. Like hey, in the in the in the if she in the, can't succeed with one, you got to take a, a backup. And our mum is fucking possessed. Yeah, she's all like, she's done. She's she's it. Yep. The demon has attached itself to the mother. Yeah, possesses the she's, mother to kill the children. She is possessed. Ed and Lorraine have a brief argument once again about Lorraine going, and Lorraine's just like, "Shut up, Ed. I'm going." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> um. You know, they roll up to the house. Officer Brad meets them there and he fucking blasts the door down he's with his shotgun. The, he just shoots the door and he's like, no time to see if it's open. No. <laughs> Doors aren't unlocked. Probably was. Probably was. But yeah. <laughs> um, Carolyn is in the cellar and she is trying to stab one of the girls. Um, it takes three of the men to basically wrestle yeah, Carolyn she's down. Scissors? She's got scissors. She's got the same scissors that Lorraine used to cut the hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they basically, like, they subdue her and they try to take her out of the house. But as they're trying to take her out of the door, she starts, like, her face starts burning and she's This is kind of cool. They, she gets a hang noose mark around her neck as well. And they're yeah. like, we can't, the witch can't leave the house. And at this point, I was like, oh. The witch won't let her leave. So if we take her part, like, out of this door, she's going to die. So we can't take, because they're going to take her to the, the, the exorcist. Yeah. Which apparently is already... Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. We, yeah, we don't know. That was gonna take us to someone who could fucking exercise her. Yeah. So she is immediately uh, dragged by this d- demonic force back into the cellar, um, and then yeah, this is like as, this in, is... as invisible something pulling her. It's like yeah. it comes goes in and out of her. Like yeah, a little bit. Like she's not a hundred percent gone yet. Like there is still an opportunity to save her. Yeah, mum. Uh, so they all go back down to the cellar. They're they're fighting and shit. Mum bites the cop's face. Oh yeah, takes a chunk, chunk out of, out his, of cheek. his cheek. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> my cheek. Yeah. Uh, then they like the the you know someone I don't know who does it. Fucking grabs the sheet and wraps it around the mum's head. And I'm like, that's a pretty good idea to stop her. Yeah. Crazed person. You know. And they slam her into a chair and they tie her up and handcuff her to a chair wrapped in a sheet. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. Ed being all heroic and Ed-like decides that there's no time to spare. The exorcist isn't going to make it on time. He needs to perform this exorcism. He's not allowed to, but you know what? Doesn't know how. And To hell with it. He believes so much. And then like, and then like, fucking what's her name? Um, Lorraine's like, I believe you can do it. And he's yeah. like, that's all I need. Fuck yeah. this shit. My wife believes him. She runs off and gets the book. Meanwhile, at this point, because there are two girls, one of the other girls is somewhere in the house. She's run off. She's hiding. Yeah. and look, Drew's off looking for her. Young young helper Drew's locked one in the car. And he's like, I'm going to go in and find the other one. He's fucking somewhere. I don't know how she got where she was, but it doesn't matter. He's looking, running around looking for her, cutting back and forward. Yep. Ed, Ed gets ready. And he's like, all right. He untucks fucking- his shirt, pulls out his cross. <laughs> Bible. It's every fucking demon's worth nightmare. Gets a, Latin. Gets a Bible. Starts reading Latin. Nah, demons hate that. They like demons yuck, hate Latin. The dead language. No, <laughs> there's screaming. Like she starts screaming and writhing in agony. Shit starts flying off exor- the walls. The exorcist now. Yep. Birds. Multiple birds. We're in a Hitchcock film. They all start like just flying into My, the house. Yeah. Birds start hitting the house. 
Mum howls and the whole house shakes. Like, as in she's moving everything. Ed realises he might be, oh, fuck, maybe a bit off more I could chew yeah, here. Yeah, maybe I'm not cut like, out this. is this. heaps harder than that other <laughs> one, that, like, like, which was our worst one that You know, we the did. one that almost killed my wife? Yeah, who saw something. Yeah. Um, so there's more Latin. We've and there's got, like thousands of birds now hitting yeah, the house. Big weather's rolling in as well. Big weather. We cut to moving. Drew. He hears some crying under the linoleum in the kitchen. Uh, we cut back again. Uh, more Latin. And then I like this as well because she's she's basically starts spewing blood again. So I don't know if it's the demon trying to leave or it's because just... It's, it's a good scene because she's in a sheet. Yeah, she's, she's wrapped in a white sheet. There. We can't see her face. And we, we just see like the... Go onto the sheet of all the blood. And I'm like... And I'm like... And like it kind of rips or something. It rips a little bit. And we can see that, like, her face is the witch's face at that moment and yep. stuff. You know, ooh, ooh, We cut to young helper fucking Glenn, whatever his name was. Brad. Was Drew. Drew. He starts uh, axing up the floor of the kitchen because yep. he decides that's where the girl is, that she somehow got there. Uh, yeah. Anyhow. Sure. Um, and then immediately, like, Ed is, he's still downstairs. He's screaming Latin. And then all of a sudden, everything stops. Boom. Dead silence. Dead silence. Ed stops. And the chair begins to levitate. With the mum on it, yeah. He it? starts up again. It he flips just stops and he's like, I'm like, just keep oh, going. That's when you keep, that's especially when you keep going. Yeah, that's not like a, it's not a timeout, mate. No, it yeah, flips the, upside down. So the down. mum's floating. This was a really good shot, actually. Uh, I actually rewound this and had a look. So we've got the mum floating in a chair, right? Yep. She's strapped to a chair and it's floating about like waist height. Hmm. Um, but there's a globe on a, on a you know, just a, a globe on a... a What's it called? Like a, a wire. A wire, and it's rocking. Yep. And so all the shadows are moving real full on, and you can just see, and there's a wide shot of her floating, and it just looks good. It'd be easy to do. It'd just be like she would just be on like a pole. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, and then they've taken that shadow out. But like because the shadows are there and everything's moving, and it looks, you can see her shadow. It just looked really good, mm. and I was like, that's a beautiful levitation shot. Yeah, we get some beautiful levitation shots. And of course, um, the chair then spins, turns upside, upside down. down and it hits the roof so and she... then it starts hitting the roof three times. I didn't even realise it was three times. Yeah, well, we know why because demons don't like They're OCD? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I it's watched a, just a doco last night about a skateboarder, a real famous one called Andrew Reynolds, and he was OCD. And it, it go, oh. they go, look at this. And they went through about all his footage, and they, he does stuff like tap three times, tap his tail of his board three times, knock stuff three times before he does tricks. And it's been there the whole time, and I, no one had ever noticed it. Like, Damn, that's interesting. Yeah, she's upside down. And uh, she she smashes, like, mum, floaty mum on the chair, smashes up into the ceiling so hard that it smashes the chair. She's free. Mm-hmm. She could have smashed mm-hmm. down, but yeah, cool. And as uh, that happens as well, another wardrobe falls and almost hits Ed. Yeah, he gets out of the way. Mum sits up with the, with the old hinge hinge hips. Yep. Like, and start. She's looking fucked up. She's yeah. she's looking, she needs a coffee and maybe a shower. Yeah, she looks Don't like know. she's just done kinder gym with a whole, <laughs> like, seven kids looking after them. Or a, like, a Hungry Jack's uh, birthday party. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I couldn't imagine that. And she's sitting there and she's just sitting laughing. Roger holds The old her. stereotypical exorcist laughing. Yeah. You had to put that in there somewhere. Laughing at Jesus. Uh, so Roger's trying to talk sense into her. Like, come on, you can fight this. Like, you know, we want you back. Like, And then she stops and just sort of turns to him. And she's like, she's already gone. And now you're all going to die. Yeah. It's cool. Um, 
Drew calls out that he has found April and Carolyn without in the, missing she, she, a beat. She's, she's, she's just the, like, Phew. She's in the floor cavity somehow. Yeah. And he yells it out. Don't worry, guys. I found the girl. She's in this hard to reach spot, but she's right there. Don't tell the... Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucked it. Don't tell the possessed she lady. She immediately trying to kill scurries it. off. Like she's like yeah, a, there's beelines. just a blur of her. Exorcist uh, possessed mum beeline straight <laughs> to the girl. And for some reason, the the mum gets to the girl, but no one else seemed to be able to get to the girl. They're all on the like. Yeah, the, the, the mum gets to a position. Mum gets to a spot that she got to quite easily, but yeah. for some reason, no other character can get to that spot. Is it because of the manly broad shoulders? No. And, and <laughs> so, but like, but you've got like. So it's under the hole that fucking young boys done in the kitchen. It's yeah. like right under there. It's a big cavity, which it wasn't a big cavity when he looked at it the first time, but it doesn't matter. And we've got Ed stuck behind on the left-hand side of us, stuck behind a, a wall, which I don't understand because like the, the mum just walked into this position. So mm. I don't know why he got stuck. Bad writing. On the other side, we've got Dad yeah. stuck behind some fucking planks of wood. He's reaching in. Ed's reaching in. Then you got the – and then – but Ed's is like, fuck, I've got to finish this exorcism. I'll start reading the Bible. So she's fucking surrounded. She's, you know, like, like possessed mum. She's got Ed on one side reading the Bible. She's got dad on the other saying how much he loves her and how much the family loves her. And then fucking out of nowhere, Lorraine reaches down through the hole, touches the mum, and implants all the happy memories uh, from the beach <laughs> back classic. into her mum's head going, come back with the memories, <laughs> basically. And yeah, uh, that's it. They won. The the mum just falls down and vomits oh, out the ghost. But we get this awesome scene where you know, Lorraine's done most of the work and then, you know, Ed's there and he's like, Bathsheba, by the power of grace, girl, I condemn you back to hell. Yeah, it says, and just says it in English like a and, full cheese yeah. line. And then she like <laughs> coughs up some blood and she vomits up the ghost. She's good. Fucking done. I was like, really? Like that, I, I mean... That could have all been done when she had was in the sheet. Yeah. But, like, the fact that they had to put him into that situation, get him into a spot where no one could reach her. And, she like, had she had the girl. She had own. the girl as well. And she so, like, always had the power. She just needed to find it inside her. But the mum, at any time when she was possessed at that last bit, could have just killed the girl. Yeah. But she was, like, in a hostage situation where she was using the girl as, like, Well, I'm sus- I, I suspect I'm like, why would a ghost do that? She'd just leave the body after she's done it. She'd just do it and go. Yeah. Well, I, I suspect that the possession, like, she wasn't fully possessed. So the mum's there She's trying to fight. It. So she doesn't have full control over yeah, this fair woman. Enough. But um, just that scene, how they all couldn't reach her was kind of cheese. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I always yeah. forget that that's the scene that happens. Like, yeah, yeah, it would have been better if they'd kind of worked it out in the... Like, how to, had the cupboard fall... Had that wardrobe fall on Ed so he couldn't reach her? Have, like... It bit in that bit. I seem that seemed like a better. Uh, it was cooler mm. with her being tied to the chair and all that shit. I thought that was like, and she could have been like still fighting them through that way. And yeah. then the, you know what I mean, or some Just shit. something. Doesn't matter. Anyhow, it, um, it's morning. The the dawn breaks. Dawn break. This the sun, and they walk Carolyn out of the house. All of her bruises and all of her demonic face just go away. Yeah, like they actually disappear, as in like they're not. They're not just not there anymore. We see them go. Right, she must be good. At this point, the the daughters, like the daughters, were getting murdered by their mum a second ago. Wouldn't want to be like, oh, mum, you're back. Yeah, everyone. Like mum, the mum runs out. All the daughters run up and go, you're back, mum. You're fine. And they all hug and I'm like, 
Nah, there's some no. scars there. None of those kids would really get over well, that. Well, yeah, because for some Everything reason, all of the fine. kids then roll in. Lots of hugging's happening. Yeah, everyone's there. Dads are hugging. Mum, the family's hugging. Ed and Lorraine are looking at their handiwork going, we are we pretty good. did it. Drew and Officer Brad share a couple of quips. They're good best friends now. They're going to have a beer Even though half his face is chunked off. Yep. Anyhow. We fade away. We oh, we fa- get the man nod as well. We get the man nod. I forgot to mention that. Ed and Roger, uh, you know. Acknowledge they ha- each other. They, with the man nod. Mm-hmm. Um, and little April brings Lorraine's locket back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's this thing the ghost found your daughter with. Don't forget it. <laughs> Where did she find that? That was like hidden in the cellar. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like. Kids find shit all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. That, at, this, at that point where, like, all that shit's happening, you know, she found yeah. the locket. It's like, Anyhow, oh. That's we, all done. We, we cut, cut back to, to the, the Warren's Warren house. house. Yep. So um, Lorraine, she heads off to call the priest um, and let them know what's happened. And Ed he- heads into the cursed room and places the music box on a shelf. She returns, uh, she meets him at the door and she's like, oh, they just approved the exorcism. Funny about that. <laughs> we did it um, ourselves. It's like, but there is a case in Long Island that they would like to talk to us is about. Is that like the next film or something? That is, it's not the next film actually, but it is alluding to... Annabelle? Um, no. The Amateurville. Oh, that the Amateurville one. All right, yeah. cool. Um, we funny. also see like, and then we get a quote. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't write it down, but come on. I did, I wrote it down. We get a quote on that, so we're still we're still seeing like the cursed item room here. It's written over that. It's like it's a quote. No, no, no! You got to do it in the voice. I can't even remember what the voice was, but it's a quote from uh, uh, fucking Ed Hardy, the real Ed Hardy, <laughs> not Ed Hardy. Ed Warren. No, Ed, it's Ed Hardy now. Yeah. Should have called him Ed Hardy the whole film. You should have. Um, diabolical forces are formidable. These forces are eternal, and they exist today. The fairy tale is true. The devil exists. God exists. And for us, as people, we our very destinies hinge upon which one we elect to follow. I'm like, fuck off, dickhead. That just proves, like, the, the whole thing, like, the devil exists. God exists. And I'm like, good one, Ed Hardy. <laughs> Go make a fucking franchise. Now, um, and then I'm like, yeah, whatever. That was a whack quote. That was mm. badly written as well. Like, the dots and commas in this, there's like, there's a sentence with like three commas in it. And I'm like, hmm. anyway, it doesn't matter. We get a shot of the music box now. It's yep. not over yet. This has like seven endings. This is like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, we get a shot of the music box. It starts up and it starts playing. We see it. We see the thing spinning. And guess what? Nothing. Oh. There was nothing in there, was There was it? nothing it there. cuts away before no. we see whatever it is. And then we get shots of the actual Perrin family, yep. which like, I don't think they mentioned much of their last name in the movie. No. We get shots. Uh, so the, the credits are done over like uh, we get shots of the real Perrin family and the real, real Warrens, as in the real people in real life, mm-hmm. trying to do that whole thing of solidifying it as it look, it's true. You, yep. you have to be scared. Look how cool our movie is. Um, then we get snazzy composited credits uh, to, to, scare, to scary landscape noises, soundscape noises. And I thought it was good. It was like compositing of like the photos over I and they did a thing when they um when they uh, the cast was actually their name was put next to the real life yeah. photos of the people all over their faces and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that, you know. The Perrin family must have gotten a pretty penny out of this as well and 
Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, there's sure stuff about that in their thing. Yeah. So this was final thoughts. This was a fun ghost movie. I was really surprised. Um, it had every trope known to man. It it took every every film, like The Exorcist, like every everything that's scary, and then compacted it into one fucking movie. Do you know what the movie was that I thought it was like? What? Dark Skies. Everything, yeah. all the things happen in this film, but in Dark Skies, they do it really subtly. Yeah. And Dark Skies has that fucking twist at the end mm-hmm. that it's not fucking ghosts. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, and they never fucking, and they never show too much in Dark Skies. Do you Which remember? Which one came Every, out first? I don't know. I'm Googling it. Goggle. I'm saying 2013, dark. same year. Same oh, year. Oh, I wonder who, what who month? did it. <laughs> Probably saying. Um, but I always, like I said before, this, uh, this, this reminded me of Poltergeist mm-hmm. with no restraint. And yep. I know Poltergeist gets crazy at the end, but the, the, the building up in Poltergeist is really well done. Yeah. Like it's a nice subtle curve. This one was like a fucking, a, a, all up. go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I wrote, it's the ADHD of ghost films. Look, you're not <laughs> wrong, but again, like cinema, you imagine. So like Poltergeist, like what, 1982, I think it was versus, the attention span of people watching movies in 2013, very different. But then in the end, there was only one ghost that actually fucked with people. Yeah, well... They, all so the rest were just murdered and just got stuck there. There was, yeah. So so I was so like, oh, I kind of liked the idea that there was a bunch of ghosts fucking with people. Like, well, the so the young boy was basically trying to protect the daughters yeah. from this witch because, like, if you can't find the kids, you can't murder them. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought the exorcism scene was a bit lacking and it felt like it just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Like, I just feel like Ed coming in and doing that. and I just, Well, that's your... That's like, your, considering like, this was supposed to be the most powerful one they'd ever encountered, you know, the thing that fucking scared the shit out of... They never brought up that again. Mm. Like, they, they had all this stuff and they're like, oh, maybe I didn't read into it enough. And that's what this film is from. This is... The Fast and the Furious of Poltergeist films. We did talk about that. That was a fucking great quote like, from you. This film, like, so this is like, you know, The Fast and the Furious. Like every fr- The continuity in this film is so up the wazoo yes. that if you miss a couple of lines, you don't know what's going on for the whole film. And that's exactly the same with Fast and Furious. And I assume that in the other yes. Conjuring films, yep. it's the same kind of thing where it's just like they fucking rely on you of seeing the other ones, that you remember every single thing from the other ones, like the Fast and the Furious. It's the main three. So once you hit the spin-offs, you don't really need to know any. But like the main three, so the Conjuring, um, the Conjuring 2, the Enfield Protocol. Are they out of order as well? Like a, a Fast and the Furious as in Timeline? No, oh, that would I don't good. think but so. But also, like Fast and the Furious, it has, it is, it's kind of like the every man's like poltergeist film. Yeah, like it, it is a very digestible. It's well, like what you, it's like people go uh, expecting to see like all these kind of cool scares and all these cool scenes and things. They all happen in it. Everything you want to do, and it's like it's like indulgent thing. As I said, every scene had like two things in it. It's like. It's just well. This is big budget horror. This is uh, this is Warner, classic Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers. If you most people don't realize, they have a really big fucking religious agenda. So a lot of, I mean, they did The Exorcist. All of these Conjuring films um, push some kind of small religious agenda. Yeah. By the time they get to the third Conjuring film, The Devil Made Me Do It, they're basically just like, Satan bad, witches bad, 
God is good. This is this weird thing that they keep doing. Like, so they're solidifying, you know, religion solidifying itself in popular culture to, you know, make itself more known and Hmm. out there. It's just how it works. But the thing is that I've always found it weird is like when you put religion into a a horror film, horror films aren't real. Yeah. So you're saying like, you kind of like you're not convincing me. You well, convince horror me. is a means of. Uh, There's wh- a bit in it where they just specifically say, like a quote from um, Ed Warren, "I don't believe in vampires," and I'm yeah. like, "But if you don't believe in vampires, why don't you? They're supposed to be like a, they're a, a religious thing. Mm. If you believe in demons, you believe in vampires. Well, if you believe in demons and vampires, you believe in ghosts. If you believe in ghosts, you believe in angels. If you believe in heaven, you believe in all those things. So." Well, it's I guess it, com- if you it comes believe, down if, to religion if, is people pick and choose what they want to believe. Fucking exactly. Like you know. and also, like yeah, but it, putting these things into re- films that are clearly make believe, made up stories doesn't solidify religion. If anything, it makes it it's not real. It's a film. Don't worry, honey. It's a film. It's not real. Religion was in it. Oh no, that's real. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's why they get the based on a true story because it's pushing that religious agenda. Like it's, you've got these based people. on a true story that someone told once. <laughs> happened to a friend of a friend. Like of the true, the true part of it is that someone told this story once, like the Bible, based on a true story. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, there is costume continuity in this film as well, which they do rely on throughout the rest of the series, and I think it's very subtle and very adorable. Um, because they they really paint Ed and Lorraine as like this this couple who are like so deeply in love. They match their clothes, so at any point, like her skirt and his tie are always matching. Ooh. And this is something that is consistent throughout all three See? films. Continuity stick clothes, just like Fast and the Furious. Yep, I love but. it. I have a hard crush on Vera, um, who played Lorraine, like hard crush. So she's just adorable. Watch out, your wife. Yeah, watch out, my wife. She knows. She knows. She doesn't care. But yeah, I, like, I really like this film. It's Like I say, it's one of those... I, I don't want to say it's a comfort film, but it's... it's fucking digestible. It like, is trash. digestible. It's like, cool. I can put it on at any point, and it's not a problem. Like, I can get through it. I can have it on in the background. James Wan always relies very heavily on his, his overuse of Booms. soundtrack. Yeah. Um, it Obviously, like, the opening sequence, like, that heavy sort of orchestral string... It, it is very it sort of, it works, it's dooming, it makes you it's feel a bit uncomfortable. digestible popcorn horror. Yeah. I gave it an F for fun and dumb trash pile in a good way. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, oh, fun and dumb trash pile. I but honestly... Fu- a, the word fun and dumb. It was fun and dumb. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the, the, the lowest common denominator horror film. It's a good. It's well made and that, yes, but like beautifully shot. It's beautifully shot, but it's still lowest common denominator. Like everyone has, like, is going to enjoy it if they like horror films. I always need to just talk. like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Fucking hate those movies. Um, but no, like, do you feel like so the house itself? So completely different farmhouse, whatever. It was so dirty and sort of old. Like it's like it really needed a good paint over. You'd never see any films that are like. Just a really nice house. Yeah, my mum mentioned, oh, it's so it's all dirty. <laughs> Why'd they move in? Why is the furniture in it? Am yeah, I'm so, like, I'm so glad that your mum and I are on the same page. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot to rate this film because I didn't really know what to give it. I wouldn't call it a tr- trash pile. but it's fun and dumb, though. 
it, all it Trespo is, is like it's lowest com- like still fun and dumb lowest common denominator. It is it is digestible. It is a, a digestible like it's a popcorn horror. It's a pee popcorn horror. Oh, yeah. we don't have a pee yet. We, we do can't now. Add, we can't. We can't add new letters because I've already made the, the Ouija board sticker. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, Doesn't matter that's though. fine. Um, yeah, great. Okay, well, any final... Th- you done? I'm done. Great. Oh, I said heaps of shit. We've said so much stuff. I love it. It's going over nearly two hours now. Oh, fuck. No, nah, you're going you're gonna to love it. Um, okay, so... What are you gonna, what's next week? I think we're going to watch The Burbs. <sighs> no? You don't want to watch The Burbs? I'll pick something else. Is it really a horror? No, I'll, I'll how good something. are my latest picks? I want to. I want to. You're on a roll. I want to watch. No, as in my new ones. I want to watch. Like, have you seen what I've got on my list? Oh, Kill Clowns, Evil Dead, Fright Night, 2011. I never saw it, and everyone says it's really good, as in one of the best remakes. Okay, I'm pretty certain I've seen it, but I can't for the life of me remember. But Funny, I have you ever heard of Funny Man? No, I've got on there. Oh my god, it was like a, it was like an obsession with me and a bunch of like friends when we were younger. It's this really low grade. English movie and about this funny man that it's like a, a slasher one where he comes and he's kind of like um he's like a killer clown kind yeah. of thing and he like it's got like like a, a, a weird song like funny man he's creepy and he's cool the joke's on you <laughs> and it's so weird okay but okay. yeah anyway you choose whatever the fuck you want I don't give a shit fuck, out. I don't know I'm gonna panic choose just choose one of mine yeah alright let's do Fright Night the 2011 remake? Yeah. Yeah, cool, because I just really wanted to see it. And, like, I was like, for someone put it up, like, it was in, like, a list of, like, movies that are better than the original, horror movies better than the originals, like, the remakes. It's and, like, old, The Ring was in there and, like... It's got old Anton in there. Anton Yelchin? Anton Dixon. What? Yeah. No, the the guy that died. Anton oh. Yel- Yelchin. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, we're anyway. going to do that. 2011 Great. Fright Night, because I I haven't, we haven't both seen it, so... Mm, mm. I have seen it. I'm pretty certain have I have. Have we done Fright Night as an episode? Or the other one? No, we haven't. Not as a proper episode, I don't think. But yeah. Anyway, before we be. sign off, uh, we just want to take a moment to thank our listeners for interacting with us in one way or another over the past fortnight. I didn't write it down again because I'm fucking lazy. You know who no, you are. I've, I've done a couple. Uh, yeah, done a couple. we got Adam Kister, Patrick Roberts, Emma Duran, uh, Dave Kudrev, Dylan Cracknell. What? William Chapel. William Chapel, Neither Nurse, Adam Gillespie, Karen Knight. Uh, there was someone actually today who just did a couple of comments. We'll, 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 we'll thank you in the next episode. I don't know. I haven't been are. on social media today. I apologize. Anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services. So please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment, share with all your friends. And you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes. Goodbye.